Welcome back, one and all, to the 163rd episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. Uh, as always, I am a god slowly losing his powers, Dan Ryan, joined by my co-host. My invitation to the Pokemon League must have got lost in the email this time <laughs> around. I'm Jonathan Kwiatkowski. Uh As we uh, began last week, uh, we are in the midst of another Sinister Six event, mm-hmm. but a very special one, yeah. the, the quarter quell of Sinister Six <laughs> events. Uh, enough time has passed that we were each given the ability to... Uh, you know, drop the hammer and yeah. pick a specific film to kind of uh, bring this era of Sinister Six to a close. Uh, and open so that, up uh, a new era. And a new yeah. chapter yeah. can begin, from the ashes. Mm. Um, now, last week you did uh, Hush Hush Bibba Charlotte. Yeah, Sweet Charlotte, yes. Sweet Charlotte. Um, <laughs> which was a culmination of... It, Four films that we have picked since the beginning. Yes. In as, my end of things. Yes, as as Chance had mm-hmm. dictated, um, you know, they the, those all lined up and you were eager to yes. showcase that. Uh, my pick for today, I was on the fence about. Mm. Because it was more difficult to connect to previous things that we have done. Mm. Um... But I did come up with a few connections that uh, I will get into in a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are a, a scant amount of parallels between this and other things that we have watched on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's a lot to unpack. This is a this is a a stuffed suitcase that was packed at the last minute, and yeah. the tag is wrong, and it's going to Hawaii while you're uh, going home to Jersey. Mm-hmm. So. Keep that in mind. Okay. Um, but before we get into that, yes. do we have any anime life or video game news to discuss? Um, I don't have a lot. I know I saw a certain big Pokemon thing on Twitter mm-hmm. that relates loosely to All-Star Season 7 of Drag Race at yes. the same time happening, where we're getting our first all-winner season. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe great minds think alike, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ash defeated Raihan and in the, in the World uh, Coronation Series or whatever it is. Uh, so now he is in the top eight, and they put out materials teasing everyone involved there. Um, so uh, the top eight, I believe, is Ash, Iris, Steven, uh, Diantha, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Audrey Hepburn of mm-hmm. Kalos, uh, Cynthia, of course, um, Elaine, mm-hmm. the Car- the mega Charizard guy from Kalos that again. That the internet wants Ash to scrub the floor with him. Yeah, they're big yeah. mad at him. Yeah. Um, 
and then Lance and uh, Iris? Leon. Uh, yeah, Iris, and yeah. then Leon, the current Galar champion. Well, I think, and I don't know going into this, I have no spoilers, isn't it stack so Leon's, like, in the end? I would assume. Yeah. Like, I, I would assume that it's going to be, like... Um, Since he's the most recent... Well, yeah, and and the anime keeps reiterating that he's the most powerful, so they'll probably, like, pick mm. ones that are visually interesting, maybe give Ash a chance to defeat Elaine, and then then the big one will be him versus uh, Leon. Mm. Though I'd be interested to see who jobs to who. Yeah. Uh, you know... Will we see any of that, you think? Or will it just be Ash's timeline that gets the main focus? I sincerely hope we do, because mm-hmm. as uh, as a viewer of the anime, I love that stuff. Like, I love mm-hmm. it when they have two, like, game characters battling each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love to see that, like, even if it's, like, Diantha versus Cynthia, and, you know, or Lance versus Iris, dragon people fighting each mm-hmm. other. That would be that would be really cool. I don't know what they'll do, but I hope they do that. Yeah, and it's not like a season; it's just like an arc. It's a, it's an okay. arc. Yeah, it's okay. the it's the final arc of this seemingly of this stretch. And while Ash is doing that, Go is doing uh, a like shady research endeavor to find Mew. Mm. Like he's part of this team that goes around doing conservation work, and then it will lead to Mew at some point. Um. So uh, either way, this era appears to be coming to a close uh, as they ramp up for Scarlet and Violet content, I'm Mm -hmm. assuming. Yeah. Uh, Not sure where Ash could go. This might be it for him. Who knows? Mm. Um, But we'll see what happens. I don't have much to offer yet again. I saw Daniel Craig on Broadway yesterday and McBee. How was was it? He was fine. Ruth Nega was far superior as a Lady Macbeth. It was just a weird production in general. Mm -hmm. It was uh, Sam Gold, who does this abstract thing trying to modernize Shakespeare, but like with very minimal sets and just odd costuming and character choices, but it was fine. It had Amber Gray. I'm not going to complain about seeing my favorite Shakespearean tragedy on the the stage. Um, Yeah, but uh, also this week, um, or it might have been last week, did I mention Into the Woods last week that I went to go see at City Center? Well, it was just a star-studded cast. It's I'm mentioning this because since Sondheim's gone, this is the first show that he hasn't been a part of mm-hmm. or seen live on the Great Wide Way. And it's at City Center. It's got Neil Patrick Harris, Denny Benton, Sarah Bareilles. It's legitimate, oh. legitimate star-studded just for like a two-week limited engagement. Heather Headley as the witch. And it's just a big deal that we haven't had a revival of this in a while. Mm-hmm. And City Center, sometimes if they get the money and the budget, they'll transition to Broadway, Mm -hmm. and this is sold out immediately as, like, the last of the city center shows, Mm -hmm. which hasn't happened in this capacity before, to glowing praise, so... Maybe. No, it's cool that you got to be a part of that. Yeah, and, you know, I had to pay... Their their thing is tickets for the price of a movie ticket, Mm -hmm. but uh, if you weren't there on day one, I lucked out with an $80 ticket, Mm -hmm. but my $80 ticket was going for about $600 this week. Yeah. So, yeah. so I don't know what movies they're showing over there, but oh, yes, the fates were with you. Yeah. yeah. So I lucked out on that. Maybe we'll see that in Broadway. And it just, you know, it helped wipe out the taste that was the James Corden Into the Woods movie a couple years ago that, you know, we ah, saw yes. once in theaters. I think I dragged you for that <laughs> yeah. for a birthday showing, even though it was in Christmas. I was like, we're going to go see this. And, you know, that maybe that wasn't the way you were intended to see Into the Woods first off. <laughs> Yeah, I... uh, It's a uh, good subject material, and it it hit me because it's about, you know, it's about these fictionalized fairy tale characters getting into zany hijinks and Mm -hmm. dealing with adult themes in the end, and, like, one of the most 
uh, upsetting act twos of all time with like character deaths, people getting mm-hmm. nixed off left, right, and center. But it, it hit me this time. I was like, oh, this cast is great. I'm actually feeling some emotions mm-hmm. the way Sondheim and James Lapine intended in the first place. So of course, that was my yeah. two cents in it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And after being a little disappointed at the, the Funny Girl revival, <laughs> yeah. oh. it was a good palate cleanser. Of course. Yes. Well, your palate's going to get messed up again today, so uh, uh, beware. I'll go lick some sandpaper. Um, is that is that the news? that you... That's all I have in um, the tank. I don't have any uh, huge news, uh, 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 manga-wise, mm. uh, inspired by your uh, beginning... Uh, um, which had atelier. atelier. Um, I picked up a manga, sort of judging it by the cover, but I read the summary to make sure it appealed to me. I picked up a manga called Die Dark, mm. uh, D-A-I Dark, um, that seems like an Elden Ring-ish dark fantasy set in space. Uh, this guy... Uh, it somehow becomes that he is, like, labeled as, like, having a cursed body, uh, such that if you kill him and you take his limbs or you take, like, a piece of his flesh, you will be granted incredible power. Mm. So he is being pursued across the universe alongside his skeleton bro, uh, <laughs> by people who literally, you know, things and, and eldritch beings and, and other warriors who want to literally get a piece of him to... Mm. Uh, gain ultimate Dark Souls power. Okay. So I'm gonna I'll fill you in on how that is uh, <laughs> as you continue it. But reading manga, yeah. it's a new trend. It is. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of it out there. It's the next big thing. Yeah. Even though I was a little six years too late for Witch Hat Atelier, hey, ne- I caught up. It's yeah. never too late. Yeah. Yeah, never. Too, I was pretty late with Hunter Hunter, and mm-hmm. it's it's never too late. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're we're getting a lot of nice releases here now. Like mm-hmm. we're getting like those collected volumes of Fist of the North Star. Yeah. We get all the Berserk volumes now. It's yep, yep. it's it's nice. Um, other than that, to get into the DC mood, yes. um, but not a bad DC mood. Mm-hmm. I uh, on HBO Max they have um the the unsung heroes in in my humble opinion of DC for the past ten years have been the people who make the animated movies. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they they make excellent animated films, usually getting, like, you know, television actors or, you know, who are popular at the time to come in and voice the characters, and they always do a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. Some of my favorite DC content has been those animated movies, like Justice League The New Frontier, which I have desperately wanted to be adapted into a movie for, mm-hmm. for ages. You've been championing it on this podcast forever. Yes, because it's it's the perfect, if you need a, like a, an entry point into a DC universe, it's set against like the 1960s and, you know, xenophobia and confusion and, and political tension, and it's like, but hopeful. It's, it's like these heroes in that environment, in the environment that they were written to be in, mm. uh, as kind of like, you know, struggling to be paragons in this era that is very complicated. Yeah. Um, but uh, for a number of years, starting with um, uh, a couple, uh, at this point, probably like 10 years ago, DC Comics attempted to reboot itself with the disastrous New 52 mm, campaign. I've heard of this, yes. They uh, they started from scratch, uh, canceled a lot of ongoing projects, and reset to issue number one for a number of heroes, uh, gave them new redesigns, uh, set their stories in the, the, the modern, then the modern day, um, 
and made another, like, a number of other finalized changes. Like, they swapped out, um, like, like, Cyborg was finally taken from the Teen Titans lineup and made a bona fide Justice League member, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, which is why he was in the movie and why he was, he gets a lot more, uh, marketing these days than mm-hmm. he used to, uh, because he was finally made a full-fledged team member. Um, but at the same time, to advertise that, they had the DC animated movies. There had been, like, a few that were kind of sequels to each other. And then they were they decided to just start making a, a canon film series. Like, mm. they were going to... Like, these are all in continuity with, an, with one another. Um, so starting from the Flashpoint Paradox, mm. they made, like, 12 of these. Uh, all sequels to each other, all sharing voice actors... Um, and they are all thoroughly entertaining. They're all great adaptations of the characters. They did a very, I mean, and compared to how it was done before, they did a very faithful re- two-part retelling of the death and rebirth of Superman mm-hmm. um, that really made you feel for him. And then that concluded with Justice League Dark Apocalypse War a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. So recently, they have taken to resetting their animated canon to start like a new thing. Um, and that began with Superman, Man of Tomorrow. And I sincerely recommend everyone watch it. Uh, fantastic Superman story. It would have made a great live-action movie. He's hopeful, he's naive, he's he's optimistic, is he's Superman. Is his mommy okay? His mommy is okay. okay. Um, and he, uh, you know, he's strong, but he's not unbeatable. And, you know, Martian Manhunter and other characters show up and kind of, like, school him because... Despite him being powerful, he's not, like, as skilled as some other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was fun. And uh, that was in part of the new canon with another movie, uh, Batman The Long Halloween. Okay. Which adapts what is, in my opinion, it's, it's pretty much my favorite comic book uh, graphic mm-hmm. novel ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, the Long Halloween is this story that kind of retells Harvey Dent's, uh, like, Two-Face, his mm-hmm. origin story... Um, but it's set over this year where a string of holiday-themed killings happen. <laughs> oh my. And Batman, Gordon, and Dent are, like, being pushed to the brink to try to solve this because people keep dying every single time a major calendar event happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a faithful adaptation of it. Uh, both of these things are kind of animated in a similar fashion, like, they're kind of, like, uh, they're given thick outlines to resemble like long Halloween's art style, mm-hmm. um, and they have other ones. They have World War One, like the Justice Society, and they have a Green Lantern movie coming out, which is set in this same canon. So, if you want good DC <laughs> content, I cannot recommend them strongly enough. They mm. are they are good movies. They they don't count as anime, so I doubt I'll showcase them here. But mm-hmm. and there's just too many of them, but. Yeah. Uh, I do thoroughly recommend them. If you got HBO Max, check them out. Because mm. they're all there, they're all fun. There's not really a bad one in the bunch. So. Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. For all our superhero inclined. Mm-hmm. You know, talking about multiverse movies. Yes. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis recommended a certain multiverse movie over another this week. <laughs> oh, she did? Yeah. She did, yeah. She said one's slightly better than the other. I, I again, I have not seen I've been Doctor hearing Strange. middling things, but I don't know if that's... 
you know. I've heard that it's a very it's a it's a true Sam yeah. Raimi movie. And I don't get why we're bashing Sam Raimi's uh, uh Drag Me to Hell. I love that movie. Said, I love that movie. They're yeah. like, oh, "Why?" cuz he's too mean to the main character. That's the point <laughs> of the movie. That is the point of the movie. <laughs> and it's like a horror comedy and yeah. I don't think people understand that. Yeah, she's not like she's not necessarily Pig sympathetic. Christine, she just, I remember. Yeah. Maybe someday on Sinister Six we'll get there because I love that movie. Yeah, no, that yeah. was a great one. That was like legitimately creepy. Like I, I don't. But but apparently this one is like a, it's it's a full blown horror movie. Mm. It's like a you know it, it's a Sam Raimi like campy horror movie mm-hmm. and like i don't know if it's like nerds who are angry about things or if I it just, was i read it's middling online it's devising the marvel fan base or whatever i mean i think the only thing that i've that i've seen because i have seen that it's middling mm-hmm. but i i've seen it torn between it's inaccessible to people who didn't watch doctor strange and wandavision mm-hmm. like if you come in you have no idea who any of these people are mm. Uh, which I would, it's a sequel, so I don't yeah. know, but, but, and then other ones who were cheesed off about some other spoiler scenes that were meant to be funny, mm. like they're dark, it's like dark, bloody comedy, but mm-hmm. the audience is, isn't like used gasping. to that. yeah. Um, so Watching I don't know. pearls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't affect the main timeline, that's the main thing, it's a multiverse, it doesn't affect what, that scene doesn't mm. affect anyone showing up anywhere else it's just like that specific thing happens in that timeline and then mm-hmm. it's like a uh, yeah yeah well that's all um, i have to say um do you have a tangent or would you like I, me to get right i into do it? have the tangent that okay. you prepared last week i've got a few um as instructed last week after the evolutions we decided on were a bug flying mm-hmm. um i was instructed to create some megas mm-hmm because I do love some megas, and I have about six here. Okay. I only have very general ideas, but maybe just by posing these general ideas, like, you know, might inspire some things in the design department. Mm-hmm. So first, we're going to start, we're going to go from my, you know, we're going to save my precious babies till the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one I said, Drift Blim's getting a mega Evo, and his mega Evo is just going to be an actual blimp. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Blimp shape clouds. I love dirigibles, yeah, so. and it could be maybe lifted up by drifloons if you want to make it that way. Like, you know, yeah. big blimp. Uh, next, I know we talked about giving Tropius something like a form or something, mm-hmm. but I want to give it a mega that's like an actual like it, it flies with its actual banana leaves. Mm-hmm. I, is Tropius part flying? Already? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, just like make it more flying esque. <laughs> like you know, it looks like it could fly better. Uh, easily because i always forget that tropius is part flying because mm-hmm. it's a you know a, it's a it's an odd it's an odd it's design a dino yeah. banana thing and like yeah. maybe it can use its bananas as projectiles or something i i can yeah. do that yeah um next a favorite boy that needs an evo or a mega evo specifically been asking for this forever flygon needs a mm-hmm. mega evo we all love that bug we will try like it. Bug ground dragon thing. Um, I wanted to give him like eight diamond shaped wings because his thing is like diamonds in this pa- the pattern, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what trap pinch vibrava and then that evolve into using diamonds. Um, and then maybe its wings close up so it can dive underground in like a diamond shape. I like it. And like, you know, reemerge to the surface. Um, next, my main gal. Been waiting for this one forever. Milotic needs a... A Mega Evo. I assume she would be there. I said uh, she would get a more elegant sea serpent vibes, more fantails, double fantails, elegant braiding slash 
floral framing elements. Maybe this would be a good match for our Frida gym leader. Um, mm. Just give it more elements from like the Venus de Milo Botticelli esque thing. Like maybe instead of braids, it can have that thing like Princess Kaguya have, or like those deities where like the ribbons float behind them and like are suspended in the air. Mm-hmm. Even when, you know, just like a shroud or whatever. Yes. To make it more beautiful. Of course. And luxurious. Um, we could also go Milotic and, like, make it a little bit more deadly. Like, give it an actual lamprey mouth, which Milotic is supposed to have. She does technically have it. It's like, just obscure all under those the... teeth. So yeah, if yeah. you, like, want to do beauty that hides the horror within, we can go, like, a siren route with it, too. Maybe make it a little darker. But, you know, I felt like Milotic needed a, a Mega Evo. Yes. And then my last one, as a good comparison to Milotic, I want our boy Kingdra mm. to get a Mega Evo, because I do love that line a lot. I I feel like this would be the masculine version of Milotic, so maybe instead of being more seahorse, it gets, like, a more serpentine body, like a Skrulp. Okay. Like, kind of seaweed-esque. And then I thought, maybe since it is a king, its motif can be that it's adorned with crowns. And I'm sure there's, like, a mythical seahorse that we can work with in legends and history or whatever to be like it's a bigger rideable horse certainly yeah 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 there's there's probably i i can think of a few already mm-hmm. that qualify like yeah. atlantean shit mm-hmm. yeah i had one more i said skarmory needs something we can we can I but i didn't skarmory. know exactly what to do with skarmory i just felt like that's one oh of course how could i forget dunsparce uh on my list here as well. I wanted a mystical Suchinoko ground dragon or ground flying, maybe, even though we might have a Suchinoko Pokemon. Dunsparce should be like something that evolves a la like it started out as a magic carp and a joke, and then it gets like into something completely different from what it was. As a Mega Evo. By all means. Yeah. I actually drew a fake Dunsparce evolution years ago. Well. But we don't have to we don't have to reuse him. He can be abandoned right. for this problem. But yeah. I I, I think, like, a ground dragon mega for him would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what's-his-name could even use that at some point. Yeah. Colonel Mustard. Mm. And I'll, I'll put Skarmory on there, too. Yeah. I, I didn't know what to do exactly with Skarmory since we have uh, other Iron Bird from this gen. Well, at this point, like, our Iron Bird has Corviknight, gone sorry. W- yeah. one way, yeah. Yeah, but he's still distinct from... Like, he's similar to Corviknight, but he's mm-hmm. distinct from... Yeah. Uh, we're going a, a samurai route yeah, with him. That's so. true. Yeah. And maybe like Skarmory's Evo could have like more armor or whatever. Yeah. Since it like is an armory or maybe it could have different weapons and its wings that it like flings at people. Yeah. I could just go like a, like a harder plane or flying weapon route with mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And that's all the megas I thought of this week, but I shall continue thinking of them. And of course. On them. Uh, sorry for the minimal ideas, but uh, those are a few that I felt needed that's, and deserved it. That's what Megas kind of do, so those that'll give me something yeah. to work for. There was also this idea, I think Roserade gets a lot of hype already, though. Mm-hmm. I do love Roserade. I wanted to give it, like, an Utina vibe thing, where, like, the roses on its hands turn into twin sabers. So then it's, like, legitimately, like, an Utina Pokemon. <laughs> that's not impossible. I'll put yeah. her on the list. Yeah. Yeah, none of these have to be uh, final, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, we can we can really experiment with anything here, so yeah. Saber hands, okay. Yeah, very good, mm. very good. Mm. A good, uh, good streamlined, good fundamentals, uh, Dan. Pokemon talk. We get into the shit show. Mm. Uh, that is the rest of this. Do you episode. have a tangent for me to think about next week, or um, <laughs> are we good? Should I think of original tangents? No, uh, by all means. I'm trying to think what, uh, because I just put Astronaut Boy up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of his team will be coming within the week. 
Um, we got villain team members that will come out after him. Mm-hmm. Um, we already designed stuff for Boron and Bismuth. We designed their general vibes. Um, we already, weeks ago, had talked about things for not only the fairy gym leader, the, the dragon gym leader, mm-hmm. um, and the, um, what's her name? Oh, the, the flying baseball guy mm-hmm. afterwards. Um, so, very simple. Um, the, uh, second in command, sort of, mm-hmm. of the uh, Team Lithium, we decided was a Judy Dench mm-hmm. M-type lady. I think her, I think we named her Beryl. Mm-hmm. Um, start thinking of signatures for her. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure we named her Beryl. Alright, uh, no, I think that sounds correct yeah. for me, too. Yeah. Because we'll cover that ground, because then the sixth gym leader will be done, and then... Beryl and the other team commander will be next, but focus on Beryl for now because we love Judy Dench here and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, think on what she could have. Think okay. on the theming of that team in general mm-hmm. and, you know, how it would relate to, because uh, I don't know if we've discussed this, we have not, we have not spoiled anything on the podcast, but mm. we do have a team design for the big guy, the big bad of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so keep that stuff in mind okay. going forward. Uh, but yeah, but by all means, so all right. give Beryl her due. I shall. Um, so, uh, is it time? It is time. Okay. Are we returning to Primascura or whatever it's called? Themyscira. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, again, Sinister Six selection series, mm. uh, the, the quarter quell, we... Uh, have invoked the power to pick a movie. Yeah. Um, we'll unlike... have to charge up the batteries to save for the next time. Yeah, the, the public goodwill yeah. gives us the the right to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went with Wonder Woman eighty four. Yes, uh, because it was one of the worst things I have seen mm-hmm. in recent memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, it's complex. There's been a lot of bad movies lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I saw this. It, it kind of softened my opinion of other films, uh, like Rise of Skywalker, for instance. Oh, so you felt a loving charm for that film. Then. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I watched Wonder Woman 84 in two sittings. Oh, my. Because um, I couldn't finish it in one. Um, and, and then I looked over to Rise of Skywalker on my shelf, and I'm like, I forgive you. Like, you have a frantic, nauseating pace. But, like, you're a movie. Mm. You you have a plot. It does have a plot. Mm-hmm. You cannot argue that it does not have... It It has a stupid plot. Yes. Uh, and it's far too rushed. But it has a narrative. Mm. A big stupid guy comes back to life. Mm-hmm. You gotta get your friends together and solve a stupid dagger mystery to <laughs> find him and then fight him. And a very stupid dagger mystery, e- mind you. Emo boy gets redeemed mm-hmm. and it's... A uh, girl learns to not listen to her grandpa and then that's she what... She names the, herself Star Wars and then that's yeah. yeah. Old lady's like, what's your name? Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's it, it's how it goes. Yeah. Um, this doesn't feel like a movie. Hmm. Uh, this feels like something else. This feels like a... And the reason that I was hesitant to bring this to the table mm-hmm. um, is because I could be crazy. I could be... Like, I didn't want to come and bring this and bring, like... I didn't want to bring, like, an average movie to the table Mm -hmm. and do, like, a nostalgia critic, like, Oh my god, this movie's a... I I didn't want to do that. Okay. Um, But 
the more I thought about it, the more I thought, like, okay, maybe I can convince Jonathan that this is indeed a bad movie. Well, I know it's a bad movie. <laughs> yes, but to, to the extent that we're going to talk about it. Yes. Like, it's like, are the things that I'm talking about nitpicks? Mm-hmm. Or are they legitimate? Are, like, are they Open just... Open sores on the, on the film. <laughs> a- and I would argue that, that you know, the, the way that I have built my case here, mm. um, everything, like, I looked over my notes, and everything I have are movie flaws. They're not, like, comic book plot flaws. They're Mm not anything like that. They're not, like, just something about this movie feels off. Like, when you sit down to watch it, like, your skin crawls for a second, and you're like, this this isn't... Oh, I know. I know what happens. This is, uh, you know, story-wise and visually, and and just the vibe of it, something is wrong here. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's not... It's a series of, of scenes that are put in order, and nothing really matters. Uh, but again, you know, this is not to to hate on anything, to hate on the people who made the movie, to, to like, be, um, you know, resoundingly negative and rally people against it. Mm-hmm. Uh, although this movie does deserve that in yeah. some mm-hmm. degree. Uh, this is purely to make you guys laugh. Yeah. I, I want to spread some LARFs, <laughs> and I think that talking about this movie would be funny. You come to bring joy, uh, I see. Uh, yes. Um, but also, I would argue that the Sinister Six has, uh, in, due to no fault of our own, <laughs> mm-hmm. has lost some of its edge. What? Uh, when we... When, I think it's Supergirl that did it. Yes. Because <laughs> it made me love that movie. Through random chance, uh, we have, besides from Popeye, we've picked enjoyable movies. Yes. We've well, I think Popeye like, did steer us down that path where I was like, oh no, we can't go back there again. Yeah. yeah. It was a dark place, but I, I think Sinister Six was supposed to thrive in that dark place. Mm-hmm. So my intention today in bringing this movie um, was just... Pain and destruction. That that, oh, that was the, that was the that's that's the intent. The mm. intent is to to restore the Sinister Six to its early two thousands dark, edgy Lincoln Park root like roots, oh, and no. and uh, see if I cannot inflict some discomfort. Oh man! Uh, but I I think it'll be funny. Came to turn the knife, did you, Dan? Because this is a, this movie is a farce, so oh, I uh, need to uh, stress that. In terms of parallels to things that we've watched mm-hmm. uh, already. Uh, just like Batman Returns, we have a uh, a mousy young lady mm-hmm. who uh, becomes a cat-themed villain. A Kristen Wiig, yes. Thanks to a Trump-inspired supervillain. Great. Uh, but whereas Max Shrek was 80s Trump, uh, this version of Maxwell Lord is more or less current Trump transposed into the 80s. Great. But it is done terribly wrong, uh, and we'll get into that in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um because there's so much to get into. Okay. Um, so, uh, with the scale of this, I, I could not do a simple cringe corner. Oh, man. I could not do what we always do. Mm-hmm. I So, instead, I have a big event, uh, as advertised in all of the, the Japanese magazines. Mm-hmm. It is the Drawing Board X Cringe Corner, <laughs> 6.66, We Cannot Have Nice Things. Oh, 
perfect, Dan. Um, <laughs> you did that beautifully. <laughs> and, and and we have not anthropomorphized. I hope they Fringe don't Corner. steal that title from you. <laughs> I, I I did not trademark it, so they could. Um, but Cringe Corner and Drawing Board have fused into an unholy oh, thing. an abomination. Gotta um, put them out of their misery, Dan. A twisted thing of metal and cringe. It's like Akira over here. Akira. Akira. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, like but it is like that. It's like a it's like a Borg of yeah. of of organic and inorganic parts that. It's in pain, uh, but yeah, so, because there is some things, not only to convey some details to you, who is not a comic book fan, no. uh, and any listener who is not a comic book fan, um, you know, I, I got there's some things I gotta get out of the way before I get my complaints mm-hmm. underway. Uh, so the first section that I have here is Objective Truths, aka <laughs> Not Beautiful Lies. Oh. <laughs> um, so these are these are facts. Mm-hmm. These are things that happened. Uh, this film was directed by Patty Jenkins. Yes, uh, with the screenplay being written by Jenkins herself, alongside Jeff Johns, who's a complicated boy. We'll talk about him mm-hmm. and Dave uh, Callahan. Uh, it was simultaneously released on HBO Max and into theaters on December twenty fifth, twenty twenty. Uh, Patty Jenkins was vocally not happy about the HBO Max simultaneous release thing, Mm -hmm. and when it happened, she actually posted a lengthy Twitter rant about streaming and its effects on theaters and such. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this was not part of the plan. Uh, The original release date um, announced for the film was... December 19th, 2019. Mm. Uh, It was then moved up to November 1st, and then it was delayed again until June 5th, 2020, Mm. um, before finally being moved to December 25th, 2020. Well, it was a complicated time for movies, too. So, like, maybe we could give it the slide, but you're making a face at me. (laughs) Yeah, no, because, Jonathan, you you, you play... Am I being too kind? You play devil's advocate... (laughs) So much that he has to put you on retainer. Oh, so no. I gotta. I. I it's not. It All was right. not. Um, Just trying to give the benefit of the doubt. Can't we have some good in this world? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's complicated. Mm. Uh, but apparently, the June fifth release date, at the very least, was Patty Jenkins' preferred release date mm-hmm. um, because it gave her extra post production time and. Uh, like, projection-wise, there was no big Marvel or other blockbuster film coming out in that time mm-hmm. frame, so it would have been ideal to stick a DC movie in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, this was all happening, and then COVID-19 happened. Yes. Um, and with theaters shutting down, uh, theoretically, there's no way to confirm any of this, but Theoretically, a final cut of the film was in existence at this point. Um, uh, It was pushed from June to August, Mm -hmm. but then when it became apparent that theaters would not be opening up again, uh, it was pushed all the way back to December and given the simultaneous release. Um, So, and it ended up being the case that maybe because of production issues... Uh, the film's first trailer was not released until after that original release date passed. Mm. So the, the first trailer didn't come out until... After the movie was supposed to be out in the first place. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, this is speculation, sort of on my part, but I've tried to do the math in my head as best I can. I'm not good at math, but, mm-hmm. but hear me out. Uh, Despite how weird this film feels, it is not technically a COVID movie. Okay. Uh, Based on, you know, comparing it to other COVID movies that we have seen, Mm -hmm. um, 
the uh, it, the film entered pro- post production in 2019. Uh, and its reshoots were presumably done by that point. Mm-hmm. The only thing that feels like a post-2019 edition is this weird, very, but like, just bizarre Christmas scene mm-hmm. that happens at before the credits, which might have been filmed to coincide with the Christmas release. release date. Okay. Uh, but, th- like, I don't have confirmation of that because I can't find a whole lot of production details about this movie. Um, aside from the things that I will mention, um, so I don't know, but it, it, it seems like, uh, this thing hit production issues independent of COVID-19 mm-hmm. within 2019, and then when COVID dropped in, you know, uh, March, March, March 2020, mm-hmm. uh, that, that tampered with the release date. So anything that feels weird about this film, that was always going to be there. Yeah, that was that was built into its framework. Okay. Uh, other things we can speculate about, and we will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the script, the other nonsense, <laughs> that was already here. Okay. That was that was always part of it. Um. So other things to establish: uh, the DCEU. It was already a mess. What? Uh, and it remains a mess mm-hmm. to this day. Um. I I have in the years since thoroughly enjoyed both Zack Snyder's Justice League, Oof. as featured at the Oscars, <laughs> mm. and uh, the Batman, mm. um, which is not a DC EU film but is a good DC movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so this chaos that is ha- that was and is happening with Warner Brothers and DC um, is evident here. Mm. But I, I need to get into that at a different spot. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, and I need to emphasize for our audience, and I thank God for you, for anyone sticking around up until this point, <laughs> as well as my co-host. Um, I'm not doing this progression in, like, order of importance. Okay. Uh, this is this is a conspiracy web. All right. This is a... a it's a, a Pepe Sylvia. Yeah, yeah. It's a tangled cork board... Mm-hmm. Of strings, Prince, some you yeah. know, uh, each part relates to two other parts, mm-hmm. uh, and the whole conspiracy cannot function without all of those points connecting. So mm-hmm. nothing is in order. It's just like this problem contributes to this problem, which contributes to these problems, mm. and vice versa. Um. So then, uh, so so for non-comic fans, me, who are our main players here? We got Wonder Woman, as portrayed by Gal Gadot. Yes. Uh, she's Diana of Themyscira, mm-hmm. an iconic character. She has been probably the most famous superheroine since she has been created. Yeah. I saw the first one in theaters. So and it was good. I mean, yeah. I, um, yeah. It was an enjoyable I think movie. it was very predictable. Yes. But that's just me going into, like, basic superhero movie tropes, I guess. It was quite literally Captain America, but with a, a Wonder Woman twist mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are uh, production things that we can get into about that as well. Uh, but, mm. um, you know, so she's the princess of the Amazons. Um, this version of Wonder Woman uh, first appeared in Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, uh, had her own standalone movie, and then appeared in uh, both versions of Justice League soon after. Uh, the first Wonder Woman movie revealed that she was actually the daughter of Zeus and was seemingly created to be a god killer. Mm-hmm. Um, now, generally, in Wonder Woman's origin story, that's in line with who she is. 
in most versions, she is either the child of Zeus and the queen of the Amazons, like their literal child, or she is like sculpted out of clay and then given life mm. and then given to the Amazons to raise and protect okay. until so she a can. Pygmalion situation then. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Until she can properly protect the world. Mm. Um, it varies. Uh, the, the version that I grew up with was the one on Justice League. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the I, cartoon. Yeah. Island of Woman, yes. Uh, yes. Um, so, uh, but anyway, like, this DCEU version takes part in World War I, uh, naively hoping to end the war by defeating Ares. Her whole thing was that uh, humans are, are good, and if, you know, obviously if they're having a global conflict, it's because an evil god is manipulating them into mm-hmm. it, and the whole movie... You know, it was a good theme about, like, like no, that, like, sometimes there isn't a central bad figure. Sometimes humans just do bad things to each other because they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ares was there. Ah. Uh, he, he does show up. He was played by Lupin. Okay. Um, and he uh, is defeated. Mm. Um, but in the process of this fight, uh, her love interest, Steve Trevor, who was a hotshot World War One pilot mm-hmm. uh, sacrifices himself in order to stop. A, yes, I remember that. Yeah, he, he like rides his plane. Yeah, he explodes or something. It explodes. Yeah. And um, David Thewlis is happy. Yes, he is because because <laughs> Wonder Woman is sad. Um, <laughs> yes, he uh, does this. He sacrifices himself to blow up like a, a chemical weapon created by the aptly named Doctor Poison, who yeah, does oh, not I, show up again. Yeah, um, apparently. And this is a big apparently here. Uh, she, Dr. Poison, was left alive at the end of the first movie because in Zack Snyder's then-existent grand scheme of things, Dr. Poison was going to come back and in a bad future Trunks timeline kill all the Amazons. Mm-hmm. She was going to... And poison them all. Yeah. No. no, literally. She was going to detonate, like, a fart cloud on uh, <laughs> Themyscira and kill them in the future Trunks She's timeline. She's gonna hotbox them to death, she, she was going to. Um, but that never happened. We don't see Dr. Poison anymore. Um, everyone got that? Yep. Uh, all right. I'll try to keep up. So, uh, now we're talking DCEU canon. Mm-hmm. Uh, after World War I, this version of the character is supposed to disappear from the history books and keep a low profile... Oh yeah, but then she gets a job at the Louvre! Yes, yeah. as, as Diana Prince. But... <laughs> Fingerprints? Uh, the, uh, yes, but the, 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 the mysterious art lady yes. who works at the Louvre. Um, and, uh, she is stated to have not resumed public superhero work until after the events of Batman v Superman, because Superman's death inspires her and Batman to take shit seriously again and to come out of hiding. Um, so how does Wonder Woman 84, being a prequel, get around this? She destroys some security cameras in a mall. Uh, Okay, so she's not seen. She's not seen. Yeah. Uh, But she's seen by a lot of people, but they don't talk about it. Okay. Um, They say... Uh, a, a pretty tall lady <laughs> dressed uh, as Wonder Woman fought uh, some people yeah. and um, that was it now um, it, speculation here and this is not to criticize either party but it is just like my the puzzle box that I'm trying mm-hmm. to unravel here mm-hmm. there are Rumors going around on the internet that when this whole grimdark DC universe was being planned out, Zack Snyder wanted 
Diana to show up in, like, a slightly later conflict. Mm-hmm. Uh, another bad, I, I forget which war it was, but it was going to be a more recent war. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when Wonder Woman entered production, you know, I think some of the details were shifted around to fit that accordingly. Um, but, you know, there's there's a lot of speculation as to, like, how some of the, like, in a theoretical scenario where everything was okay with the rest of the DCEU, how this would have proceeded, but there is a going to be a recurring thing that Patty Jenkins is seemingly not happy with what she was given to work with, mm. and this movie is her taking back creative control. And that's not to condemn or condone that, it's just, like, that's the vibe. Okay. That's, like, this movie is Patty Jenkins, like, I'm not bound by movie verses at this point Mm -hmm. in the strictest sense so i can just do whatever Mm -hmm. uh so it gives off that vibe and we come to our first villain cheetah aka barbara minerva played here by (laughs) Kristen wig um this character debuted in wonder woman issue number six all the way back in 1943 so she is a classic wonder woman villain Mm -hmm. uh thanks to multiple comic book arcs and animated movie slash series appearances um, she's more or less Wonder Woman's most recognizable villain. At this point, uh, if Ares isn't involved, she is assumed to be Wonder Woman's foil and arch-nemesis. Mm. So that's, like, that's always the dynamic that they have. Um, most versions of the character are a greedy archaeologist who messes with some ancient power or ritual and gets turned into a cheetah lady. Ah. Uh, usually it's like she finds, like, an ancient tribe and... She tricks them into giving her immortality, but the curse that comes with it turns her into a cheetah, um, and that usually puts her into conflict with the literal Greek god that is Diana. Mm-hmm. Um, so, th- like, their dynamic makes sense. Like, one is a living piece of history, the other one is a very greedy archaeologist who wants immortality Mm -hmm. like that's what that's what Sheeta wants in most versions she wants immortality she wants god status Mm. um this version of the character kinds of kind of blends a bunch of those elements but gives her a much more sympathetic background uh there's another sinister six pick in my pot Mm -hmm. that you have not chosen yet Mm -hmm. uh that i picked because the ugly girl in glasses trope is played straight in Mm -hmm. this in this film like the She's, she's, she's a hideous, mm. and then she takes off her glasses, yeah. and then that's... Donna Reed! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's played completely straight here, um, and we'll leave that to, to mm. judge. Uh, the third major player here is Maxwell Lord, played mm. by Pedro Pascal. Uh, Maxwell Lord is, by all intents, a an obscure villain pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a supervillain who debuted in the comics in 1987, uh, helping to form the Justice League International as part of a convoluted evil scheme. Like, he was gonna be their PR manager, he mm-hmm. got them together for nefarious purposes, but then they stop him. Mm. Um, he almost always, and if I get this wrong, I don't know, confront me about it, but... Okay. Almost always, he is is portrayed as, like, sort of like a Lex Luthor. Like, he's a corrupt businessman mm-hmm. who manipulates people or gets stupid fu- future technology or stuff mm-hmm. to, to manipulate the world to his liking. So if Lex Luthor is not available, then they get Maxwell Lord to come in and fill that character uh, role. Um, so uh, he 
you know, the one notable interaction or infamous interaction in the comics was that Wonder Woman actually snapped his neck oh. on live TV in one story arc because, uh, like, a villainous supercomputer had decided to ruin the Justice League's reputation, mm-hmm. uh, so she got tricked <laughs> into snapping his neck on TV. Uh. Uh, and that was the most notable scene that that character had ever been in up mm-hmm. until that point. Um, so... Uh, in this film, he is a failed con artist who gains wish-granting powers from the mystical Dreamstone. Uh, as his character has always been a shifty 80s business guy, uh, he already had parallels with Trump built into him mm-hmm. because that was, like, a lot of characters, you know, like Gremlins 2, tons of other fictional businessmen from the 80s paralleled, like, pre-President Trump. Mm-hmm. Um... Some subtly, some not, you know, but that was already baked into his character, so with everything going on in the world at the time, and still going on, sadly, is, uh, it made sense to put him in this, um, but because the script is so terrible, he's the only character who's sympathetic and uh, has a character arc. Oh my, <laughs> so, that's uh, It's no good, and it, it is it is weird, and I'll leave you to... When you, as in you, Jonathan, mm-hmm. watch it. Mm-hmm. You, see you be if the I, judge. You be the judge. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, it it's very weird. Uh, so then my, my second section here is wishful thinking. <laughs> Drinking. Um, like uh, imagine that it's it's like 2019, um, pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're walking down the street. You're on one of those two-wheeled hoverboards that were all the rage. <laughs> you got your vape pen and your AirPods. Mm-hmm. Life is good. Yes. You're, you're wide-eyed. Yeah. Idealist. Mm-hmm. Everything is good. 2019 can't Are my stop. brows bushy? They are. Alright. Uh, <laughs> uh, you are moisturized. You are feeling good. Everything <laughs> is... Hydrated. Um, thriving. Yeah. Uh, and uh, me, uh, a shifty carnival barker, stops you. And I'm like, boy. Huh? Uh, me, wh- sir? What if I told you that a Wonder Woman movie's coming out, and it's set in the 80s? Police! Police! <laughs> uh, the strange man's crazy. Just like uh, Stranger <laughs> Things and all that other crap that you oh, like. Oh, I like those uh, things. Can you, can, you know, and then she's got to fight Cheetah, oh, and she's got to fight a businessman who's oh, kind of like Trump. I mean, I love nostalgia as much as the next guy. Sign me up. So, um, think about the 80s. Uh-huh. Think about Back to the Future. Think about uh, everything, you know, the Cold War, Reaganomics, mm-hmm. uh, all the other shit going on in the world at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, beyond just the aesthetics. Yeah. Think about what you would do with those characters um, yeah. in that setting. Mm. Uh, and save it. Okay. Uh, dwell on it, uh, because uh, at the end of this episode, I'm going to require mm-hmm. that we spitball ideas for an alternate movie. Okay. Uh, we did that with, like, Popeye. We did that with <laughs> some other ones. Yes. But I'm requiring it All here right. because mandated. there are a million fucking ways to do this. Okay. Um, so then... Uh, we come to the subjective part. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sinister Sins of Wonder Woman 84. Oh my gosh. Um, Is this an essay? <laughs> I, I, Your dissertation? I, I went all in. Yeah. I, uh, you know, so... But uh, you never take notes, Dan. <laughs> I, uh, when, out of anger, I will. Wow. Uh, that's what motivates me, really. But, um, again, these could be nitpicks. I tried to phrase them in ways that are not, like, rambling internet critic mm-hmm. ways. Um... But, again, I'll have you as a second pair of eyes, and anyone else who listening, you know, who decides to watch this movie, you can judge for yourself. Um, 
but yeah, these are these are the these are the problems that arise with this movie. The first one, and the big one, the biggest one, uh, the consent issue. Yes, I've heard about this. Or why are we talking about this in relation to a Wonder Woman movie? Via the Dreamstone, Steve Trevor is brought back to life uh, as a spirit possessing another man's body. Mm -hmm. Uh, To himself and to Diana, he looks like Steve Trevor, um, but to everyone else, he's a dude being possessed. Uh, Wonder Woman uses this... They, they use this guy's body to do sexual acts, mm-hmm. and then they put it in extreme danger for the rest of the movie, uh, with the guy never being aware of this. Um, and we don't know why. Uh, mm-hmm. this, this, is, uh, this relates to another problem with the movie, but uh, the Dreamstone is a magical wish-granting MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. It can bring someone back from the dead, or if it can't, you as the writer are charged with coming up with <laughs> an equivalent, like like a way that yeah. that it can that it can kind of sneakily bring someone yeah, without back, without actually but not fully. bringing them back. Yeah. Um, offhand, you know, some versions of Wonder Woman's origin story again have her being like a clay figure struck with divine Why power. Why not do that? Like, yeah, or you know, uh, the the wish is granted, but you know, creating life isn't easy. Yeah. But you're immortal. They could do a death becomes her thing, where yeah. he's slowly falling apart over time. Yeah, like that kind of immortality. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, the ideas are already coming for this movie that should have been. So, if the Dreamstone is is written correctly, there are a million other non disgusting ways to do this. Mm-hmm. But Patty Jenkins went with this, and when she re- faced criticism of it. Um, she compared it to body swap movies from the 80s like Big. Yeah, which is also problematic. Which is also problematic. Because she fucks that child in a man's body. <laughs> um, <laughs> that movie. <laughs> and also that it doesn't matter because the events of the film are erased at the end. So mm. that's double ug. That's, yeah. that's, uh, that's just no good. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really bad. That's icky. Um... And I'm glad that I researched this because I was going to kind of try to um, discuss this as if like it was a like a shitty part of the script that they didn't have time to like COVID happened and yeah. they, they they didn't have time to change Wonder Woman violating a guy. But in fact, this was a tentpole. It was. It was not only one that was always in the movie, but it's one that Patty Jenkins stands by mm. uh, seemingly to this day. Interesting. Um. <clears throat> Um, I already talked about the uncanny valley effect where it doesn't feel like a movie. Yeah. So that's, that happens. Is there a butthole cut, though? There is no butthole well, cut. But we'll get into that. Okay. Because that's the next thing, actually. Oh, boy. Um, uh, the downward slope of cheapness. Um, <laughs> so, uh, kind of like... Or fun- the star-spangled boner. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Quite literally. Uh, so, um... When you're a movie fan, uh, kind of like finding out that Santa Claus isn't real, uh, you find out that movies are not shot in order. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just uh, it's it's the illusion to, to yeah. for you, the viewer. If you if there's good editing and everything else, you'll never notice. But but like movies, Death of the Nile, we never noticed that was shot out of order. Never once, or even outside of <laughs> Egypt, for that matter. We were truly immersed <laughs> in the world there. Uh, we were on a boat with them. Um, but yeah, no, movies are filmed, uh, they rent a, you know, we have access to this international location, or to this studio space for this amount of time, so we film everything we need filmed there, and then, 
and then we all put it together. Mm -hmm. uh, this movie creates an optical illusion where it seems to run out of money the longer the runtime <laughs> goes on. Hmm. And again, this could be a subjective thing. You will need to observe this yourself. But uh, it it feels like a student film thing mm. that uh, is shot in order and is running out of funding <laughs> as it's going on. The further yeah. you go, yeah, yeah. Uh, we open on big CGI spectacle scenes, and we're going like, to end uh, with the Evangelion black and white sketches. <laughs> uh, basically, yeah, <laughs> stick figure, um, a Hirschfeld production. <laughs> the, the notable examples being Cheetah when she finally shows up in her cheetah form. Very dark. Won't be able uh, to see her. Yeah, it's very, very yeah, dark. Even in the trailer, everyone's saying it's quite dark. Can't make out what that is. Which, as we have discussed, is a classic CGI obscuring thing. Mm -hmm. They did you it. You can't see it. You can't judge it. Yeah, with with rain and darkness. Um, you know that's what you do to hide bad CGI. Jurassic Park chose to do it because they had invented the technology to mm -hmm. do it th there, mm -hmm. um, so it's okay. Not so much for this very expensive movie that came out in 2020. Mm. Uh, and I don't know if this could be a COVID thing where the CGI production work was not finished by the time, you know... It was supposed to be, but again, they were shooting for a June release date. Mm -hmm. They withheld it because they thought that it wouldn't make money during the COVID stretch. Mm. So I don't think it was that. No. It just it just how the whole thing fell together, it's like their coffers are running dry yeah. until we reach stone villain base number forty two mm -hmm. at the end, and everything looks like it cost five dollars. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's also recycled music. Mm -hmm. I'll get to that when we recount it in the plot. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a very weird thing. Um, we got CGI slash plastic puppets in some parts mm -hmm. that they didn't bother to touch up or couldn't mm -hmm. touch up. Um, and extremely cheap looking set pieces. Mm -hmm. Everything is very highly saturated and it looks plasticky as a result. Mm -hmm. Um... Next point is Egypt. Uh, <laughs> Again? As the, uh, the, the you know, uh, I think the production staff of Moon Knight have pointed out, mm -hmm. uh, this film has a scene set in uh, Cairo, mm -hmm. um, and it looks like a medieval kingdom. <laughs> um, but, and, it's <laughs> but it's 1984. But it's 1984. And we have phones. We can Google... What did Cairo look like in the 1980s? Well, we had cameras back then, Dan. Yes. I think we would be able to see pictures. <laughs> it's a it's a major city of the world uh, in a major tourist destination. Somewhere a picture of Cairo in the 80s exists. Or, do you have the proof of that, Dan? I don't know. I've never made a game, so I don't know. But it literally looks like a medieval desert city with a stone wall partially. Like, it, it is not... It is like... I, I don't even I don't I don't even know what to say without like, but it's like a fictional Disney Middle East city like that's, okay. it, and there's no reason for it. It it, it is just like, why? Yeah. Um, but we'll get we'll get there. Um, nobody does anything except for the villain. Uh, <laughs> with the film taking place before uh, Wonder Woman re-enters the world, she cannot canonically change very much in the movie. Yeah. Um, although with the way that the DC universe was so messy, who knows? Uh, the above consent issue also makes it very hard to feel for her mm. because she's doing some bad shit yeah. throughout the entire thing. Um, and it's not even in like the 
like you root for the villains sort of way like oh there's some humanistic qualities here it's just mm-hmm. completely like ew no yeah okay if anything like maxwell lord feels like the protagonist right. um cheetah just exits stage right <laughs> she like loses <laughs> she loses her cheetah form and my cheetah <laughs> and then you get like a shot of Kristen wig like cheated She's de-cheated. That's the one thing she wanted. I'm no longer a cheetah. And then she exits stage. Like she like it's Evans Kristen Wiig. Exit stage. Right? And then she just leaves. Um. And then Wonder Woman ends the film on a hopeful note. But we know that she won't do anything until 2014. Uh. So she's still not okay. Mm. Um. But Maxwell Lord gets a complete plot arc. He learns from his mistakes. Mm. He learns to value things. He Great. has an arc. He has a three-point story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's two hours of nothing. Uh, it's a very long movie, and it really doesn't need to be. Uh, Patty Jenkins apparently uh, fought to keep both of the opening scenes in the film. Both. Um, uh, <laughs> both. Even though the first scene, the Amazonian competition... Oh, I've seen this, where they go through their little uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple set. (laughs) Yeah, that barely connects to the rest of the movie. Mm. Um, Related to the above point, the movie barely has a theme. Mm. Um, The opening flashback part would imply that it's like... And again, this is something that we're going to have to talk about once we've watched the movie, because, again, I might need a second take on this. You might be able to help with this. Um, The theme is very confused. It's, It's, you know, the opening talks about how, you know, it's bad to take shortcuts, and you can't... Like, cheaters don't prosper, etc. Neither do cheat us, apparently. But, like, you know, nothing... Can come from taking the, the easy way. Oh my god, there is there is going to be part in the opening <laughs> where the mom is like, nothing good comes from lies, yeah. and you couldn't win now because you weren't ready to win, mm-hmm. shortcuts are bad. Yeah. But then, the, the rest of the movie is about wish fulfillment, like, be careful what, what you, you wish, wish for, for. Yeah. and like sometimes, like, a comforting lie is bad. Mm-hmm. But the wish stone makes things real. Mm-hmm. But at a cost. So they're not yeah, lies. Yeah. Yeah. But the cost varies. Mm. Mostly because too many people are getting wishes. Mm. So nothing makes any sense. Okay. Um, and that's the next bullet. <laughs> the Dreamstone makes no fucking sense. Mm. Uh, the Dreamstone is the main MacGuffin that eventually fuses into Maxwell Lord's body. Mm. Uh, so he can grant the wishes, turning him into a genie, basically. Um, and we have watched a lot of wish-granting things on this podcast. Yes. Madoka yep. and Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good when rules have wishes. Or wishes, wishes have, have rules. rules. Yeah. Oof. Um, yeah. So, you know, just for consistency and so that the plot makes sense, it's good if there's a logic. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a trade-off. It's stated... Yeah. You know, there's, like, a power level to it. Mm -hmm. There is, like, you know... There's a limit to it. You know, for all its problems, like, Dragon Ball establishes the limits of the wish-granting thing. Like, the dragon is only capable of what a, like, 
you know, like a, the, the Guardian of Earth would mm-hmm. be capable of doing. Like, Namekians had healing powers and other things, mm-hmm. so the dragon can bring people back to life who died mm-hmm. of unnatural causes, but it can't bring back people who died of disease. Mm-hmm. But on Namek, that dude could cure diseases, so that dragon can bring anyone back with no limits whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um these are stated things. Yes. They, they are made for the audience to understand. Um, like, uh, at one point, Wonder Woman, we get, like, an exposition dump about how the stone was created by a trickster god, the Duke of Deception, <laughs> and it works via tricks, but again, everything it does is real. Mm. The trickery part comes from... The mental mindfuck that it gives you, I yeah. guess, yeah. Um... And Wonder Woman seems to spend most of the movie trying to convince herself that she can work around it. Like, mm. she finds out, like, this this stone was made by dickhead McLiarface, mm-hmm. but I'm sure I can find a way to make this okay. Yes. Like, I can yes. keep my boyfriend and mm. not... Yeah, those but, wishes are wrong, but not this one. Yeah. Um, the film, once Maxwell Lord attains his evil genie powers... Mm. The film contains a number of scenes where he manipulates people's phrasing to get what he wants. Like, he tricks them into saying, like, something, Mm -hmm. and then, you know... He monkey paws them. Yeah. Yeah. But then it keeps happening over and over again, and it feels like, instead of just making this a baseline part of his powers, like, just just have him do this... Mm -hmm. Like, the writer was, like, they were, like, patting themselves on the back for, like, how can we get him to get a person to say this? Yeah. But then it happens again, and again, mm-hmm. and again, and it's, like, that's the whole thing. It's just him... Tricking people into saying things. Tricking people into saying things. And if you're going to do that, why not just have Lord use his powers like the shifty salesman that he is? Yeah. Maybe, like, include a line of dialogue that, like, uh... Says it can't come from your mouth, or it has to have, be, like, you have to sell them on it or something. Exactly. Like yeah, yeah. They pulls a needful thing situation. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Have them, they, it yeah. has to come from them. Yeah. Um, they get the glasses, but their eyesight goes... You know, or, or, like, uh, the Dreamstone starts out as a stone, it's a physical relic, so, um, you know, have it say, like, oh, when it, when it turns into his human body... It, you know, it has to build up its power again, mm. so he starts off with less wish-granting power than the stone did, mm-hmm. so then, like, he he has to approach it like a used car salesman. Yeah. It's like, oh, you want your loved one to come back to life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I can swing it, but I can go in the back and check, mm-hmm. and then I can, you know, yeah. you seem pretty healthy, how about you give me 20 years of your mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. and I can bring them back for, like, 10? Mm-hmm. How does that sound? Yeah. And he keeps doing that until he can get to, yeah. like, God status. Um, and you can still have fun with the phrasing. You could still have, like, yeah, like, a character come up to him and be like, I wish to be a billionaire. Mm-hmm. And then he has them inherit, like, a billion dollars of a currency that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Like, you didn't say USD, The million so... bucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you, you, you didn't say it properly, like, you didn't pronounce it, yeah. so... You could still have funny moments like that mm-hmm. where he's feeding off of it, but not like the, yeah. you know, the. Yeah, not granting it fully. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the Dreamstone being so confusing makes the film's climax one of the most convoluted clusterfucks I have ever seen put mm. to film. Um, it is loud, it is insane, 
It makes no sense. The implications are horrible. Um, but luckily they are sort of Mewtwo memory wiped at the end of it. So nobody remembers. Nothing results from this. The world doesn't change. Um, uh, Linda Carter is here. Uh, She doesn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Wonder Woman has Linda Carter's ancient golden armor with wings. Um, it's, it's teased in one scene, used in another, and then immediately destroyed in a sonic spin dash move, Mm. and it is purely in there to sell merchandise. I can think of no other reason Mm. why it exists in this film, aside to, like, sell action figures of that armor. Mm. Um, oh yeah, that's pretty blatant. Uh, set in the film in 1984 is, uh, serves no purpose beyond aesthetics. It's not a George Orwell? No. Oh, Okay. Uh, definitely not. Yeah. Um, it, uh, it, 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 it is purely <laughs> for the purpose of visuals in the first third of the film, and then it does not matter. Okay. In fact, I will argue that it hampers the film, because Maxwell Lord's entire final scheme is, uh, seems like it would be much more effective in a world that has internet. Mm. Like, he uses his verbal trickery to make something happen with, like, a space race satellite Mm. in the film's climax. But if it was the internet, he wouldn't have had to do that. Like, it it adds this layer of complication to things that it feels like the story idea was designed, and then they're like, we gotta put it in the 80s, because people love the 80s. And then they had to kind of stretch it to fit this. Mm -hmm. Um... Now, once again, as usual, ignoring our calls, Grant is not here to, to tell us these things. To yeah. tell us how satellites work. Yes. Um, I'm going to tell you later about how planes work, uh, but Grant is not here to tell us how satellites. So we don't know. We don't know if satellites can touch everyone. Mm-hmm. Metaphorically, don't know. we don't know. Um, the film doesn't really need to exist. Okay. <laughs> so well, I mean, it- it's a it's a prequel yeah. sequel that doesn't. Uh, everyone forgets. Everything that happened, uh, nothing mm. results from it. The uh, Dreamstone has a convenient factor where if one wish is undone, all the bad things that happened in a chain reaction mm. are all undone as well. Okay. Um, uh, nothing matters, but mm. we'll get into that. Um, so again, watch the movie, go in with, with uh, eyes wide open, yeah. and um, you especially think about alternate plot points and alternate yes. versions of this movie that we take it mm-hmm. uh because we go i gotta do that at the end mm-hmm. so any initial thoughts <laughs> uh, i don't think i'm ready for this and i don't expect it to be another supergirl system where i go in wanting to hate it but come out loving it in the end mm-hmm. even though i do feel that this will be a similarly long episode on it our parts that'll yep. be our superhero tradition i suppose yes. But uh, as you know, I'm not a big fan of Gal Gadot's acting, mm-hmm. in that I never, it's as invisible as her plane. <laughs> <laughs> that shows up. <laughs> yeah, well, I figured it better. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't show up because it is invisible. It is invisible, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, I've heard a lot of people, including a few YouTube commenters that I like, uh, critics, uh, film reviewers, lambast this movie. Mm-hmm. So I expect to do the same but uh, I'm just happy to be along for the ride, as always, and to be shown this film. So I, my expectations are low, Dan. You say that now, but be careful what you wish for. <laughs> How long were you saving that one up for? Uh, since the 80s. Uh-huh. <laughs> is that the end? Did it I is. Clap? <laughs> All right.
we are back, having uh, just watched Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, did it all make all your uh, dreams come true, as it were? Or? No, Dan, I can't say <laughs> that it did. <laughs> yeah, I, I dreamed you. for the film to be over, I guess, so eventually, yeah, after years you. of waiting, I got that gift. And there were glimmers of hope. Like I, like you were like you were like, oh, this movie's like it's coast along so far, and I'm like, we're not even yeah, halfway through the, time. the second act yet. <laughs> uh, and then and then it hit a point that you thought was the conclusion. I'm like no, that was the end of Act Two. Uh, there's there's so much more. Oh, there's so many things. So long, so many things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, listen, it's not the worst film. No, but no. it's not a good film. <laughs> No, I just, I find it, like, fascinating from, like, a, just, you know, a final product standpoint mm-hmm. that, you know, again, not, not to, not to do any sort of angry internet rants, but, uh, you know, it's just a, it's a, it's a goofy movie. It's a... <laughs> no, a goofy movie's a good movie. Oh, yeah, it, it uh, <laughs> this is an extremely goofy movie. Yeah. It, 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 I don't know, it's just, all of these moving pieces have to come together to make a movie work, mm. and it's like, this, this one... It, it struggles in so many departments, yeah. That, you know, and that's that's why I picked it. It's a fascinating, if not mildly entertaining, mm. uh, adventure. Oh, there's one moment that got me, but it's very near the end of the yeah. film. <laughs> and I was hoping that would that would that would turn it around for you, raise your spirits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like to give you an extra second wind to get to the finish line. <laughs> the gift so. of life came back into me. <laughs> Oh, so shall we tear this down then? Uh, yes. Uh, the the film opens uh, many years before uh, the 80s, uh, where uh, Wonder Woman Diana is still uh, on Themyscira with the other Amazons, and she, as a young girl, is taking part in a, a stupid... The Themyscira Olympic Games. Uh, yeah, like a Super Mario Sunshine course yeah. obstacle yep. thing where she is competing against adults. Mm-hmm. Um, but as it was established in her first movie, she has always been, like, uh, clearly, like, a god compared to them. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it to, the, to the point where it's freaked out her fellow Amazons because they weren't all in the know on yep. that. Um, so she's, like, ahead of them in terms of, like, strength and speed. Um, but she has things to learn. Yeah, and she's also very headstrong. Yes. She doesn't like to lose. And this competition involves, like, jumping into Naboo Lagoon, riding mm-hmm. a horse, shooting these sonic rings that explode yes. in colors. And it has humbled many a warrior, yeah. uh, as her mentor says. Yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, Diana enters into it. She is competing well. She's getting ahead of yeah. her other competitors. And her mom and her trainer are like... Hmm. She but just also might trep- do it. But also yeah. trepidatious. They're like, hmm. Yeah. Because, um, <laughs> well, they stress to her to do her best. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, it is challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Diana kind of gets the lead. Like Annie with pod racing. <laughs> yes. And uh, she uh, comes to the horseback portion, which involves riding on a horse and firing arrows into, as you said, the sonic rings. Yeah. And then the, the puffs of smoke that come out signal to the people in the which Coliseum. in the lead. Yeah, and yeah. you gotta hit all of them yeah. to get your banner well, to the That's what we size. assume the rule is. It's yeah. never really explained to us. It's like either that or you lose yeah. points or something. Yeah. Uh, and Diana is, is coasting along through this race. Um, but then at one point when she kind of looks back to sneer at her, 
opponents, she hits a tree branch and, and <laughs> falls off. Horse, yeah. um, realizing that, you know, with the horse gone, she can't complete the course, uh, she spies a shortcut, uh, reminding us of the Rocket Power episode in which Reggie took a shortcut. Yeah. Um, I, listen, I don't think this is a bad thing. Like, no. the only... And, I mean, when we explain it, go on. What happens? Well, no, yeah. but no, 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 but but follow that through because well, no, it, it no, is a bad thing. But it's not yeah. like it has nothing to do with the rest of the no, movie. No, it, it doesn't because we're meant to think that like she gets scolded before completing this Olympic Games. Mm-mm. She goes like her trainer goes, "No, you didn't shoot all the rings. You took a shortcut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and you cheated." Specifically, she slid down, like, a drainage pipe, yeah. and then... And just, like, didn't shoot one of the rings. Yeah, so her mentor was like, hmm. Yeah. Which I don't think would be so much as cheating as just, like, disqualification. Like, yeah. Like, you didn't do everything you were supposed to do, so you didn't win, but they view it like you took the easy way out? Yeah, but they don't... She doesn't even really get scolded for it. Like, the mentor stops her, and the mentor does have a name, I just forget mm-hmm. what it is, uh, but Queen Hippolyta then comes down, and... Instead of, like, correcting her, she's like, while the the young, and I, I don't want to fault kid act, but the kid actor just has, like, an angry face. Yes, yes. And the Queen Hippolyta is, is like, you are not ready to win. Someday you will win, but not today, yeah. because nothing good comes from lies. Which is what you think is going to be the major theme of this film. Yes, but it, 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 do- it, it, it doesn't. It's not really that, no. So... She cheated. Cheating is bad. Yeah. But... Already fixing the movie, we could have Diana here be like, I wish, like, something. Like, you know, like, I wish I was stronger, taller now. Hey, if you want to intervene with plot suggestions before we hit the end, because we we don't even have to save, we don't have to, like, backload that. We can do that as we go. Of course, I'll be going through it. But even, like, having here, like, I wish I was stronger now for, like, that instant gratification thing. Maybe that Mm would have been a better through line for this plot and, like, make Diana a bit more flawed, even though she's a child. Like, because she kind of takes the easy way out in her wish, and it takes her a long time to get over that later on in the film, yeah. but then comes to a realization. I was like, okay, that's more thorough of a... Whatever you're trying to champion for a moral here. I, I also had a an alternate idea for the opening, and a much cheaper one that yes. doesn't require an obstacle course. Um, with the themes of flight going on, mm. uh, Diana is a young girl on the island... And she had, like, a little pet bird that she was training, and it mm. dies. Mm-hmm. And she goes to her mom, the queen, and she's like, we have, like, god powers here. Can't you just please bring my bird back? Like, we have magic. We have the power mm-hmm. of Zeus here. And Queen Hippolyta has to explain to her, like, like no, we... That's 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 kind of like not how it nature goes. works. Yeah. You have to sometimes accept that things are gone, mm-hmm. because... You know, and the bird could yeah. have Chris Pine's face. Yes, yeah, and just like something <laughs> like simple to reinforce that, like y- you know, and maybe Diana yeah. takes it a little too hard at first. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, oh, I can't take my mom, <laughs> our yeah. powers. Yeah, yeah, and it, it and it's something like something that conveys the message of like you can't you cheat certain things yes. or, or or something like that. Yeah. Like it's. When the natural order is is kind of violated, wishes aren't going to like affect yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. All right, um, like that too. But yours works too. There are mm-hmm. million ways. <laughs> yes, each step has mm-hmm. a, a branching path that yeah. is uh, really bad. Um, so odd moral. 
It doesn't apply to the rest of the movie. And that's just the first opening scene. Yes. The second opening <laughs> scene, uh, and keep in mind that Patty Jenkins adamantly fought to keep both of these in. Mm-hmm. The studio was like, maybe for the sake of the runtime, cut one of them. Cut the mall or the, the triathlon and we'll, you know, we'll figure something out. And she said no. So then we cut to the 1980s. It is uh, the 1980s in Washington, D.C. Uh, and... Not much else to say except that it is the 80s. There's music bopping. There's people working out. Uh, Pedro Pascal is uh, is doing infomercials yes. where he's promising a better life with positive thinking. Mm-hmm. Thumbs um, up. We, we open in a big mall, which in 2020 would almost certainly have been a, a, a wasteland. Yeah. <laughs> well, even if it's 80s, it's like very chipper. And the first mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, Woman movie wasn't like this. No. Like it was gritty World War One. Yes. Grayscale, yes. a little bit more realistic. Mm-hmm. And this is just like, you know, light, bright 80s. Everything's happy for some reason. Yeah, and that's and again that could that tone shift could be because again when Patty Jenkins has talked about this movie, she talks about it in the context of. Uh, like, this was the Wonder Woman she wanted to do, but the first one was, like, her adapting to what existed already. So, what existed at the time Wonder Woman was being made was, like, this is a darker and grittier take on DC characters. Wonder Woman was in World War II, now she's jaded and has disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't fault Patty Jenkins for that, because at that point, yeah. the DCU had already flopped, so mm-hmm. it was like, it was done. So if she wanted to take it another route, go for it. But mm-hmm. it is a jarring tone shift yes. between the two. Yes. Um, and this is a very goop- goofy yeah. mall yeah. scene. Yeah. Like, this is another thing. Like, we were talking about the plot. Like, was it going for more, like, of a Gremlins comedy 80s I feel, you think? I feel like that's the justification that would be used after the fact, mm, but okay. it, it doesn't feel like anything. Well, I it, feel like we the first thing to fix this is we have to pick a tone to set for the 80s. Are yes. we going for, like, hyper bubblegum pop 80s, or are we going for something a little bit more realistic here? I assumed that when going into the movie, I, I had assumed that, okay, we're going to get the, the you know, the, the bubblegum, bright and shiny 80s, and then we'll peel it back to, like, the actual conflicts mm-hmm. that were going on at the time, like, the the stuff beneath the surface, mm. uh, but we, we don't, no. really. Um, we get Cold War stuff, but we don't, like, but it, it's just guys in... in war rooms yeah. it's like the missiles are and that's i think it. we could have not... cut this whole mall scene yeah I, we did not need it even though it was used in all the marketing it's a very slippery mall she slides around <laughs> it's a the lot ice level yes um it, uh, she saves a little girl and yeah. like slides her across the you thought she was going to use her, use her as a shield, shield because she says hold on tight and then the people point guns at her and then it's like a very goofy little moment where she like slides the kid into, into a, a teddy, giant bear, teddy bear and the kid's like giggling and, and then breaks and... the other guy's back. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, but but the main thing was was that this mall um had a jewelry store and the back room of the jewelry store was a black market <laughs> of dealing... ancient world artifacts. Yeah, that had recently been sure. stolen yeah. and and were being trafficked through like, there. Like even this could have been more Indiana Jones-esque. Like yeah. Maybe don't make it a mall, or, yes. like, make underground mall. Like, I don't know. I feel like if you watch Stranger Things, and I hate to compare things to Stranger Things, that kind of does what this should have done. Yeah. It, well, it, it, it didn't have to be a mall. It mm-hmm. didn't have to well, be... Well, they even have a mall that's, like, a communist conspiracy in Stranger Things. Yeah. 
with a whole underground laboratory and stuff. So nothing is impossible, yeah. but the point is, is that like, like Wonder Woman at this point is just living a secret life as like an adventuring archaeology person. Mm-hmm. Like she could have just been somewhere where I don't, I don't know, like a villain like artifact raffle yeah. or something. Like you know, they're, An auction. Uh, yeah, auction. Yeah. They're yeah, yeah. they're like a bunch of people in like eye patches and mm-hmm. big mustaches or like smoking oh, cigarettes. Yeah, like I want that sort of carouche or Gahoo, something, yeah. and then you know, and then she finds it but yeah um that is not the case uh so uh, in order to remain secret wonder woman does knock out all of the security cameras with mm-hmm. her tiara yeah but she according to the news been around the block a couple times because yes. this this fabulous female mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> identity unknown this has glamorous been, gal <laughs> she she has been spotted doing acts of certainly good. is a wonderful woman don't you think and we do see her saving we see she saves a jogger at the beginning she mm-hmm. saves someone from a, a train uh, she, she kicks a car away. Y- yeah, yeah, she does little acts of good, but she runs at sonic speed to avoid oh. getting caught. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, basically, the the heist is unsuccessful. Mm-hmm. Diana foils the the robbers. She goes back to her apartment. She's lonely. She's still missing Steve. Yeah, yeah. She, she, all the other people from the first movie are dead. She's she, photoshopped yeah. herself into different images from the past. Yeah, like, there's a Photoshop picture of Gal Gadot at the Trevor Ranch, so presumably she either started a ranch named after him or went to visit his parents, <laughs> yeah, or, I don't or know. Or just visited a ranch called the Trevor Ranch. <laughs> I, I don't, uh, but she still has his watch from the first movie, which was, like, his parting gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she goes out, and she has, like, a solo wine date at outside, like, an ice cream parlor. Yes. Um, and you know, she sees a lot of couples, um... But but she's sad. Yeah. She's sad the... with her beautiful apartment, wonderful clothes, perfect job where she doesn't seem to do much. Yeah, we don't know what she does. She walks around and identifies things for people because she's been there. She's like, oh, that's the Rock of Zanzibar. Yeah, and that's and that and that it's established already that that's what like the the Wonder Woman, the first one, and then Justice League. She's shown like restoring art, mm-hmm. so she does something. But in this movie, she no. doesn't do. She just kind of pops in yeah. to. Um, and but, who should we meet also working at the museum? Uh, newly hired. Yeah. Uh, it's Kristen Wiig as Barbara Minerva. Doc, Dr. Barbara Minerva. Dowdy, dowdy. She's got glasses yeah. and... She can't walk in heels. Uh, so, uh, again, it's Kristen Wiig in glasses. She is hideous. <laughs> uh, she's just absolutely disgusting and, and all the, the people ignore her. Yeah. Uh, everyone. Yeah, they treat her like trash. The lady who interviewed her doesn't remember her. Yeah. She's, you know... She's doing what I would do. She, like, drops a bunch of stuff, then makes a joke that nobody can hear, and then that's, you know... Yeah. It, 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 of it's her blank thing. papers that scatter everywhere. She was just carrying around, like, you know... Her important archaeology yeah. files. Uh, but, but who should notice her, Dad? But the beautiful Gal Gadot. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> who deigns to lower herself to Kristen Wiig's level. And uh, Barbara notices that Diana is confident. She's walking yeah. around in heels. She's so sexy. Um, and, uh, like, uh, Barbara asks her if they want to get lunch. Next thing. Mm-hmm. Make these two a love interest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make that. In most of the theoretical plots I came up with, I did, yeah, I, I, that that's would what work my, perfectly. Yeah. We could do something like The Brood or The Hunger, where there were, like, lesbian vampires in the 80s. Yeah. Do something like that. Or if not, like, make Chris the third wheel and, like, have 
her actual developed feelings for it, it, Diana. It's literally not out of even even for if anyone got up in arms about it. There's even like a line in the first movie where it's established that like you know because there's no men yeah. on Themyscira, so those are the only oh, mm-hmm. it, those are the only relationships. relationships so yeah. presumably Diana has been in one. Yeah. So it, just. Just you don't you don't need Steve Trevor. Yeah. You don't need Steve is the is the tagline yeah. is the primary theme mm-hmm. of of whatever I think went wrong with this yes. movie. Like you, it, it didn't really need don't. to happen. No. no, and also I don't know if it's Gal Gadot's acting, but she makes the character of Diana seem very distant mm-hmm. and not distant in the way that she's grieving a loved one and will never love again. Yeah, but like grieving as she doesn't feel. Like someone you would have a conversation with. No, yeah, she feels like a rich art museum yes. person. <laughs> but not it. even with like, like she has her two glasses of wine in this movie. She like sits there and laughs in the middle of a joke that we never hear. Yeah. You don't have to write it then. So it's just I don't know what's going on. Like I wouldn't want to hang out with her. She seems just not right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if it was um like, I, I think it just comes down to how, like, the screenplay does, because mm. it's not that, like, any of her on-screen appearances have been fantastic, but even in, like, Batman v Superman, she shows up and it's, like, she's, like, snarky, she's, like, she knows her way around, she knows how to, like, trick people. Mm-hmm. She's not, like, it doesn't seem like a morally perfect character, but she's, like, disillusioned yeah. and... And I, I've said this before, but there's, like, moments in Batman v Superman where, compared to the two other dour assholes in that cast of that movie, mm-hmm. like, she was kind of the one that enjoyed fighting. Like, yeah. there's all these moments where they're fighting big stupid CGI monster at the end, and you see Wonder Woman, like, smirking and shit, like she hasn't, like, Goku, like, mm-hmm. she hasn't been challenged in a fight yeah. for a very long time. So, like, okay, she's an Amazon, that's her yes. thing, like, yeah. she likes fighting. Yeah. Um, and I was really hoping that they would maintain that, uh, you know, because even in the the Justice League cartoon growing up, like, her, she was generally the most, like, forthcoming Mm -hmm. and... Yeah, direct. Yeah. Um, because that's, that's the whole dynamic. Mm -hmm. Like, the Boy Scout, Superman, Batman is emo, and then, you know, Wonder Woman is... Like, the sensible one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but no. Uh, so... Where are we? Okay, so... Uh, so I said, like, they they both... Diana's like, we all struggle. See, I'm beautiful, tall, wonderful, and you're dowdy and have no one. There's more exposition, though. Yes, okay. uh, The The big yeah, thing the is... The boy died. <laughs> oh, no, the big thing is that um, before... Oh, uh, the stone. Yeah, like, they say that, oh, there was a big jewel store heist downtown. Mm-hmm. They found a black market. So the FBI uh, is bringing everything over that was found in mm-hmm. this back room, which includes this citrine stone that the camera had lingered on yeah. extensively. Um, but then Diana and uh, Barbara have a dinner date. Diana reveals that her old love died. He used to be a pilot. Um, and, you know, they just get to talking about that. Um... Then Barb is like, oh, at least I have a friend. She walks home through the Washington Monument Park, which is where everyone walks in this film. Uh, yeah, it's, and it's the same She shot. comes across, and I'm glad I caught this Easter egg, her friend Leon, the homeless man Leon, yes. reading a copy of waiting, waiting for Godot. Waiting for Godot. I didn't notice that. Your but sharper eyes are... did you know there's are... another Godot in this film? I did. Well, <laughs> you read the main room? Yeah. yeah, so... I would say it's thematically appropriate, for, but it's not. <laughs> No. I couldn't 
you know. No, I am Samuel familiar Beckett with that play. The same it, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I, it was purely in there for find a book that says that. So, um, but we see that Barbara gives her leftovers to this this homeless guy. Yes. She's kind. She's caring. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's walking along, and a drunkard accosts her, and he's like. You know, they're doing like, hey, baby, yeah, can yeah. I, you, you, lot, you slow down, hon. Lots of emphasis that she can't walk in heels. Yes. He's like, you, you can't walk so good. And then, you know, he uh, things get dark, and then well, uh, she... It's uh, not even, because it's stupid. like it's like a clown buffoonery. Like, it has the it has the air to get there, yeah. but it's stopped before things get too risque. Because Diana shows up yeah. and uh, pushes him away, yeah. and she's like, oh, I. it's a little martial arts trick yeah. to, you know, you use their weight against them. And then you just push it back. Uh, so Barbara gets home safe. Well, she goes to research the citrine stone, I think, right? Yeah, she goes back. I'm sorry. Yeah, she goes yeah. back to the lab. Yeah. And she falls asleep there, but not before making a wish in her heart of hearts that she was as cool, sexy, and confident as her friend. Gal Gadot, yes. Gal Gadot, um, yes. And uh, there's a little breeze in the room mm-hmm. to signify that the wish has been granted. And doesn't... Uh... Because when they're handling the stone, remember at first... When oh, first coffee comes, guy. Yeah, yeah. Coffee guy's like, Drew, I wish I got a good cup of coffee. And one guy comes in, hey, yeah. here's one for you. And you said, it's piss. Yes. <laughs> mm, my favorite. And then uh, Diana presses the stone to her and like does a whimsical wish in her heart. Yeah. Which we don't know exactly what she wishes for yet, but we can only assume. But Well, we see Steve Trevor's yeah. watch start ticking. Yeah. So something's going on there. Um, the next morning, Barbara wakes up. And, you know, she sh- she's just awoken from her sleep. Her hair is a little bit frazzled. She removes her skirt to reveal some luxurious legs underneath there. Yeah, like she yeah. pulls the sweater down yeah. to be a dress. Um, and yeah. then she's still got the heels on. She steps out of her office. Uh, janitor spills a, a bucket of, of also piss a on the floor. Whatever, yeah. And she leaps <laughs> on a chair. Thank God you're good in heels. Yeah, like, it's very odd yeah. on the nose. Like, yeah. thank God you're good in heels, Barbara. Yeah, everyone knows her name. They're like, hey, Barbara, what's going on, Barbara? Barbara, 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 Barbara oh, you Barbara, look, please. you're yeah. glowing today. Yeah. Like, and, uh... So the whole thing is that uh, uh, the the billionaire from the TV, Maxwell Lord, mm-hmm. has shown up and he wants to be a partner at the museum. So For he's some going reason, to... he's gotten like the private tour of this small room that 18 people work in all day looking at different stones. Yeah. They're curating, I guess, just doing things. Presumably. Um, but he's like, you know, I'm just really interested to see what you guys have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know... Maxwell goes into her office and sees the stone, but he does Doesn't not steal it, it no. yet. No. He does that because the movie needs to, you know, lengthen itself out a bit more. Too, we got three more hours yeah. to, to go. Um, so they there's a there's a big fling. Yeah. Uh, there's a big uh, party happening. Grand that... galloping gala. But no, first we get the backstory of Max though before the gala. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he goes to his Black Rock Company or whatever it's called. Black, Black gold. gold. Yeah. Black gold and like. It's a sham because on the outside the building looks great, but then he goes up and it's just like an abandoned office, office building. Yeah. yeah. Um. So like, and he's got as per all movies, he's got like the past due notices in the mail. Yeah. Uh, we get no one's working there, but just like the secretary Raquel. Yeah. Um. And he is surprised to see that his son is there. <laughs> he has visitation. <laughs> he's divorced, and his yeah. wife is dropping. Whose mom out. out of the picture? Yeah. We she don't... all she does is manage to make Alistair prompt for his visits on the weekend. Yeah, and as you pointed out, even as, like, the apocalypse is unfolding, yeah, she still drops fine. him she's off. She's like, it's his weekend, his um, responsibility, I've been through enough. 
and like uh, you know, Max is in his office and he is surprised there by one of like his investing partners, mm-hmm. and he's like, "You're a fraud. This entire thing is like every drilling yeah. site you've there's no oil. Yeah. yeah, so you've you've conned us, and if I don't get my money back by tomorrow, I'm going to report you to the FCC. Mm-hmm. Um, so not the FCC, the FC IRS Federal yeah. Trade. FT no the FC the Federal Trade Committee like the one sure. that handles business yeah um yeah not the IRS the IRS <laughs> comes later but uh. that's not the it's the Federal Trade Commission or whatever um so uh yeah so the his business is on the verge of collapse yeah um and Alistair's sad because he thinks his dad is a big cool guy yeah but just wants some more time with him but the other guy calls him a loser yeah. <laughs> so Her daddy's not a loser um. So then we have the the big bash. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, first Gal Gadot gets out and she goes, "I'm not wearing any underwear under this dress." Yeah, and they're all men. They're all lecherous men looking at her. Ooh, yeah, like uh, pretty woman. Ooh. Um, but Diana is here at the party because yeah. she saw that uh, she had noticed that the stone was not in its like yeah. crate, and Maxwell Lord left like a mm-hmm. receipt behind. And she walks into like a more vibrantly colored House of Gucci scene. Yeah, I don't know where, but it was yeah. somewhere, yeah. and and well, I assume it's DC still. It's just all in DC because yeah. the the next scene they're walking at the Washington Monument again. Yeah, um, so she's there, yeah. and then uh, Kristen Wiig shows up. Barb, she's, oh, so hot. She's she's also hot she now. She bought some heels and a dress, and um, didn't change her hair. No. <laughs> no. She still, still, still has Kristen the glasses. Wig. Yeah, it's still Kristen Wiig. Yeah. So she's walking around, and Maxwell notices her, and he's like. Oh, like you're beautiful. Yeah, you should try taking vitamins like me. Yeah, biotin. Like mm-hmm. you, you can't. Uh, there's no reason to not try to fight nature. Mm-hmm. But you're beautiful as is. And let's and... go somewhere else, perhaps at your office, where yeah. the citrine stone may or may not be. So they're fanoodling. Yeah. Uh, and then presumably he takes the mm-hmm. stone. Uh, you know, while he's like distracted, and it, yeah. it's a it's a big rock, and he just picks it up and puts it behind his back. Yeah. <laughs> that's, how he, yeah. that's how he gets away with yep. it mm-hmm. um but uh gal gadot initially trying to track down like something's going on here with the stone i sense it mm-hmm. um after putting two and two together but she's distracted by a strange man who calls out to her and uh mm-hmm. he uh, the man gets her attention mm-hmm. by re- repeating the last thing that steve trevor had said and to her presenting her a watch presenting her a watch in the same way that he did it um and uh, like look again but look with your heart and she looks at him and it's it's steve back in a in another guy's body Mm -hmm. um so they they embrace and then they have a romantic walk down the again the washington monument uh reflecting pool yes um and uh steve is because one, the DC won't commit to an afterlife. They're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I was in a good place, yeah. and now I'm back." Yeah, a- and he's astonished by planes. All right, something that could have made this movie a little bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. If we're dealing with themes, if Patty really wanted to deal with the themes of like body swapping, eighties like romance, mm-hmm. like I'm in a different body, maybe to make things a little bit more intellectual and like raise the stakes more, have this guy have spurts of like his own humanity push through. Yeah, and be like, "What are you doing?" I'm an actual person. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Because Instead of giving him no agency and turning it into a Hallmark movie in the end. Yeah, it, it could have... Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. That that would have provided some like existential like horror mm-hmm. for this. Yeah, you know, uh, drilled home what exactly they were doing. Yeah, uh, but we don't get any of that. No. If anything, they make fun of the guy. Yeah. for for, for what's dressing happening. the way he does and having pictures of himself. Yeah, and, and um, a lot of other little weird lines of dialogue. Yeah, like I I woke up in this body, and then the first thing I did was try to clean up his apartment because yeah. he's messy. Um, and then. And then I used the phone book to find you, mm-hmm. Diana Prince, and then I couldn't find you, so I followed. I stalked you, like a it, creeper. And he, it's just, it's just all very weird. Yes, it doesn't feel good. And so, yeah, like, they go back to, to this man's place, mm-hmm. um, uh, they, they do it, um, <sighs> And, uh... And they seem fine using the... This guy's body. This guy's body, yeah. yeah. it never really comes up. It's just assumed, like, oh, he had nothing better going on with his life. And that's that's what... They, yeah, it's, it, it's very gross. It is it's, gross, it's, yes. It's, uh... It's, no one... No one in the writing room said, this is gross? When I... When I was first, like, formulating this episode, mm. going in under the assumption that this was a COVID movie, I was going to take the approach... That this was like a panicked school assignment mm. that like Needed to get we, done. we wrote one draft. Yeah. We have no time. We gotta fucking submit it. It's eleven fifty nine. The mm. day it's due. Mm-hmm. Like there was no time to change it. Like I would assume anyone who looked over this would realize how yikes it is. Yeah. But that didn't happen. No. Uh, but no, this was just this was the script. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is bending over backwards just to get Chris Pine back. Yes. Um, which is which is weird. Yeah. Because the fans didn't seem to care that Chris Pine no, was back. No, and he like, seemed a... to have a pretty conclusive storyline end. Yes. That was okay. Because yeah. I remember watching the first one and been like, fine. Okay. Like, it, it, it's just... Yeah. I, I don't... Uh... I... I don't know. It's It's just... Again, we'll we'll go over yeah. other alternatives yeah. here, but it, it's just they 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 do it, yeah. and then Steve's eating pop tarts the next day, and mm-hmm. Diana's like, "Oh, maybe that spooky stone yeah. that uh, maybe this has something to do with you coming back from the dead." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Yeah, we should we should look into that." Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Max has made a wish to be the Dreamstone, yeah, which disintegrates to dust, oh. and then he's. Uh, see now what would have happened here and been cool if he turned into the actual stone that would have been funny yeah but no but the stone does leave behind another MacGuffin to yeah. fill in the plot later yeah. uh this is the 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 star wars dagger portion it leaves behind mm-hmm. a plot convenience token yeah um but uh Kristen wig wakes up super strong yeah rips the the fridge door open she goes to an 80s gym yeah. to practice with weights. For no other thing than to show us again that she is strong. Yes. Which, <laughs> it's like, you spend money on costumes, actors, a different set. Yes. Props. Yes. For a two-minute scene to show us, oh, Lady also strong now, too. Yeah. And now, the only thing I can think of was that that stupid, like, the scene with her doing, like, the the squat lift mm-hmm. or whatever was used in the trailer. Yeah. So it's like, oh, well, this is... Well, it feels is... 80s-esque. It's like, there. Exactly. Yeah. Like, there's gonna be a goofy nerd who becomes strong, and mm-hmm. then, look, she's at the gym. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then that's... Mm-hmm. I I have to think about it that way, because there's no other reason for any of this to happen. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, we got Steve and the Pop-Tarts thing. Then Max goes to visit his debtor, Simon. 
Yeah. Or, or the dead, the person he's Simon dead Stagg, yeah. who I think is also an existing comic character, mm-hmm. but I'm not positive. He's also yeah. probably a corrupt business dude yeah. somewhere. All right. So this element of the wish logic was okay with me. Okay. That you have to be holding someone, physically touching them until later on in the film. Metaphorically yeah. touching them. Yeah. yeah. And they have to say the wish to you. Yes. I thought that could have been fine. We could have had like a needful things moment, mm-hmm. which is something that I love. And that the wish turns out, like, he takes something in return for that wish. Yes. Of, like, equivalent exchange. Yes. Um, I enjoyed that, but I didn't think they ran with it in the right way. Because it just becomes a kerfuffle later on. It it does, and... Like, even if they had just provided... Because we see that Maxwell Lord had done a lot of research about this stone, Mm -hmm. and he looks into it, and he's like, okay, the stone is an inanimate object that has the power of a god, so it grants a wish, but it's like a monkey's paw effect, so it grants a wish, and the stone, being the stone, will exact a toll from Mm -hmm. the person, Mm -hmm. and then just have him say, like, well, if I'm the stone, I decide the toll. Like, that's... That's all you need. Yeah. Instead, it just kind of comes out of nowhere, like, I grant it, mm-hmm. but in exchange, yeah. it, you know, it, it doesn't, uh... Mm-hmm. And sometimes the people are aware of what's happening, and sometimes they're not. No. Like, sometimes... There's just a fart wind that happens every time yeah. a wish is made. <laughs> they look like they just smell a fart. <laughs> I, like, Pedro Pascal does the yeah, thing yeah. every time it, it happens, and it, it kind of... Again, it becomes repetitive. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so he like reclaims Simon's company, and like his business starts booming. Yeah, like his business starts booming, and then Simon gets arrested for tax fraud mm-hmm. um, instantaneously. Yeah. So, and then like all of the wells that Black Gold had had suddenly strike oil. Yes. yes. So he's overnight yeah. a humongous success. And while this is going on, our two heroes, Gal Gadot and Chris Pine, are like, we need to find that stone, but first, I'm going to take you to an art museum. Well, they do a fashion montage yeah, first. Yeah, and a fashion montage where that doesn't look good. That looks okay. But the last one is thumbs up. Yeah. Actually, no, we don't even see the last one. No, he this just... is an escalator, dear. Yeah, I... And it's this a is subway. a train. Yeah. And I... And then, we, then they go to the Smithsonian. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, are you going to take him to visit the dead friends that he had, or...? I... I no, well, you won't, we don't have time for big questions mm-hmm. like that. We gotta... We gotta get stupid rock back. Yeah, yeah. so they go and confront Barb in the office, mm-hmm. and Barb's like, oh, I, I have so many other stones... Like, she's the belle of the ball at this office yeah. party now. She's telling yeah. science She's sitting jokes. in, like, the, the sandy outfit from the end of Greece. <laughs> she's like, tell me about it, boys. Yeah, and they're all get like... Get your rocks off to this. Uh, you no, know, that's literally what she's just telling science jokes. Yeah. And she could have been funnier. Like, you have Kristen Wiig here? Yeah. Like... Punch up the dialogue and make it funnier. It, it's sad that she's funnier in Darian Aronofsky's Mother than this film. Yeah. Where she has two lines in that. It, it, it's just it's just a series of bad decisions. And even in other, like, other versions of Cheetah even have been snarkier. Yeah. Like, they've been, like, you know, because they're the opposite of Diana. They're mm-hmm. like, Cheetah is usually... Like, to the same extent that Catwoman would be, but they're like, oh, this now is perfect. Now here's where we needed like, Faye Dunaway. With that witchy attitude in this film for this role. Well, I, I fade on away. Like, it's very... It's following the same trend as, like, 
Pedro Pascal in this one yeah, well, is, is he, like he's having fun in this and yeah. like you're right he was the best character even yeah. though he's not like it, it wasn't an enjoyable character but he's doing the best that he can here yeah he get his he gets the most of the script so mm-hmm. it's um so Diana scolds Barbara for because she gave the she claims that she gave the stone to Max um, mm-hmm. because he's like such a huge investor in yeah. their department. Also, if it was that important to you, Diana, you were just out boinking your dead boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's equal shares of blame here. Yeah, and it's I I don't. But there's, like, so many parts in this movie where, again, it feels like it didn't have to be the 80s. No. Like, it like no. it feels like little contrivances happen because it was, like, something that called for a cell phone mm-hmm. or the internet or something else, and it doesn't, it doesn't come into play yeah. here. So, they're running over to Max's business, which is, like, getting immediate hires because he asks his secretary to wish for more helping hands. Yes. Uh, by turning the words, and this is where I made the joke, you gotta hurry, someone wish for the world's largest pizza! <laughs> and then it crushes an entire city. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's running towards oh it. Oh my god. <laughs> but these two goobers sneak into the office, they find the stone ring, which has like a curse from like the trickster god or whatever in Latin. The reverse side of the ring, <laughs> which Diane couldn't read before because it was around the stone, was like, well, it literally said, well, the first thing it says is that uh, the stone wears me, mm-hmm. so it's like denoting that this is on the stone, yeah. and then it's the language of a of a trickster god, the mm-hmm. Duke of Deception. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, they don't find out it's the Duke of Deception yeah, yet, because they have to go on this whole goose chase to Cairo then. Yeah, because they're like, um, it, it, Diana teases that it could be, she's like, there are many gods, <laughs> and when their powers are put into things, those things become bad. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> It's like, okay. <laughs> um, but um, Steve finds, like, a plane ticket to Cairo. Mm-hmm. Um, so it had been teased earlier in the movie that a guy in Egypt had recently yeah. struck... Who I thought was just Pedro Pascal with the mustache at first, which I, would have been another interesting casting thing. Like, no, have him uh, double cast. Yeah, it would have been weird. Yeah. That would have been funny. But yeah. I thought that, too. when I when I when The first time right. I watched this, I'm like, is that... Like his dad or someone? Or, or just him and him... Yeah. assuming an old identity or new identity yeah that's yeah. what i thought but yeah, it was but just no, like no. no it's it's a it's another it's like a a sheik in yeah. in cairo well, the, the oil baron or whatever or whatever and he uh you know this is this is where we get into we don't even need grant's help for this one uh, just plain wrong yes. uh, or as you said hidden in plain sight <laughs> yes <laughs> so diana I think in a throwaway line of dialogue says, oh, I, I've maintained many connections with the military. She has the highest connections in Washington, D.C. She could just... Yeah. <laughs> she she walks into... The Aerospace Museum, right? From Transformers, right? It actually is that. Yeah. It is the, the building yeah, and everything. Like, when you look at this up on Wikipedia or whatever, that building is the Aerospace Museum. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diana gets, like, into it with a keycard and... And just saunters onto a plane. And, and a few things, people. Um, <laughs> m- planes in a museum uh, would not be fueled. No. Uh, they would not have fuel in them. No. Um, most of them might have been gutted yeah, for parts. because also they hang them, so they might be heavy, right? <laughs> so, uh, like, yeah, well, these ones yeah. were outside yeah. in like a on like an airstrip, yeah. but they were still planes, presumably from the 60s and 70s, mm-hmm. that had just been sitting there. Yeah. Um, and, and they s- say they gotta get to Cairo fast. Um, and, and as another plain fact, uh, fighter jets cannot 
go over the ocean. Like, they cannot cross uh, the Atlantic to get to Egypt. Mm -hmm. Um, Fighter jets are fighter jets. They dock from an airbase or on an aircraft carrier, and they fight. They are... That's... Even Star Wars got that correct. The... The TIE fighters, you know, they Luke wonders why a short-range fighter is out here in the middle of nowhere. It's like, no, it has to be near a base. And mm-hmm. then that's... So, you can't take a jet to Egypt. Yes. Um, but they're flying. The elderly security people at the Smithsonian yeah. are like, we gotta stop, stop them. them. And they start chasing them in trucks. And Gal Gadot's like, oh, I forgot to tell you about radar. They're gonna find us anyway. Are they gonna shoot at us? Mm-hmm. They're gonna shoot at you. Uh, so uh, Gal Gadot begins rubbing her hands together. Yeah, I've got this and trick, but I only did it on a coffee cup before, and like I lost she, it. She just does, like, a little, it's not, like... It's not funny, though. Like, it's meant to be, like, a comedic moment where, like, a better actress would make it funny. It, yeah, it, it's just delivered deadpan. Like, yeah. she's doing these little hand motions, and she's like, Oh, well, Zeus made uh, the island invisible. Like, I'm his daughter, so I can also do it. Um, but I've only ever done it on a coffee cup, haha, <laughs> and I lost it, haha. <laughs> and it's it's delivered yeah. with, with with no, no. Uh, nothing. Yeah. Um, but she manages to generate a bubble um, around the the plane, making it her iconic invisible jet, mm-hmm. and it never is seen again. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, <laughs> I think it worked then. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but they they have like a romantic moment where they fly through a fireworks show because, because it's the fourth. It's, it's the fourth of July, and also um, done in Stranger Things. They stole a lot in this film from Stranger Things season three. It wouldn't surprise like yeah. it wouldn't it would not surprise me at all. Um, uh, but they they're flying. Uh, the Steve takes them above the clouds, and Diana's like, I, I've always been amazed by your gift of flight. Like I can't fly. Mm-hmm. And Steve gives what you know is a significant speech. He's like, oh, it's just about catching the wind. Wind and breeze and, and, and trees. And, like, learning to flow yeah. with it. That's all flying is. I don't think this fighter pilot from World War One would understand how to fly this newfangled plane. Uh, certainly not, yeah. no. There's no way. Because he was like, oh, I... I misclicked. I hit the lights instead of the engine. I got it now. Yeah. It doesn't mean... I don't that's know not, that work That's out. not how planes Even work. though this is an older plane, maybe that's why? Like an older jet plane? I don't know. But he was from World War yes, One. He was, he was fighting in Porco true. Rosso uh, that's, biplanes. That's true. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so he... They they get to Cairo. Oh, no, first Barb is researching. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. And we get the whole slow down sexy scene. So she's out jogging, and we see the same rust about bum from before going, slow down, sexy. And she mm-hmm. goes, are you talking to me? Has a confrontation where she gets very violent with this man, mm-hmm. kicks him a couple times too many, gets bloody, and is like, I'm tired of being treated by the world like this. I'm gonna mm-hmm. take my own thing. She kicks it, and who should show up running but Leon, the homeless friend, who, like, looks at Barb like, you've changed, and I wanted him to say, like, he's my lover like you don't understand he doesn't know what he's saying uh, yeah it was it, it was just very on the nose it was like oh my god barbara you're <laughs> being like a like a some kind of cheater oh my gosh <laughs> like, <laughs> that's you know it's, it, it's as if you're a beast like like yeah. a cheetah now yeah. and it's it, uh, it's just a lot <laughs> and but that's to signify that barbara yeah. is mean yeah. <laughs> so then we're in cairo max is making his deal with the oil baron and he, like, the Baron's like, ha ha, I wish for my old lands back. 
and for all the usurpers or like the infidels that don't follow my specific way of life to just go away, not be murdered or anything, just move away. Yeah, it keeps it weirdly PG yes. in some parts, yes. and that's what's so confusing. Yes, it was that- confusing to me. I'm like, if you're gonna do this, like, do it because it's like the charming '80s thing. They don't want to tamper with that. They want like yeah. the, the fun nostalgia of like World War. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I'm glad you point because I that didn't even occur to me in in but it, it, it is like it's filtered through like that PG like I want those people to go away yeah, yeah. like what we would expect from like a Yu-Gi-Oh dub. Yes. <laughs> so it's it's like it you know uh, and um so in exchange for re, you know granting him the what what he assumes is like the rightful land of his family mm-hmm. dynasty uh Maxwell takes his entire security detail, detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the oil guy had already given all of his oil to Saudi Arabia, yeah. so uh, Max had nothing to gain from him. Mm-hmm. But um, instantly a wall rises, rises, and the news stations are like, well, all the land belongs to this guy now. Yeah, and they're like, uh, Russia is backing his yeah. claim, the United States is backing Egypt's government's mm-hmm. claim, and we just kind of leave it yeah, at that. It, they, well, well, no. They're either ma- they're making the quickest time in history. This like group of heroes, or like the world is staying together long enough mm-hmm. for like not chaos to break out. I mean, yeah. even though a giant wall well, has yeah, just erupted. No, we itself. see. We see when we get back to DC later. We see that things have gotten fairly untidy. Oh, which I yeah, but I don't. Under- <laughs> you were saying like you were saying like it's the repercussions of like the wishes are going now. But I was thinking like. Pedro Pascal must have touched every one of these people. Well, I I think it was both. I think it was... Because there is... Because I think that, you know, a lot of it was repercussions of some people getting there. Because one of the things was that the entire, like, economy had been thrown into disarray because... So people were, like, buying cows. (laughs) Well, no, that guy stumbling says, I I met a guy... And he was really charismatic, and okay. I asked for so cows. he was touched, yeah. Yeah, so some of them probably were, and then the city was like, the world or whatever <laughs> was, effects, was yeah. deteriorating yeah. from it. But well, We're still in Cairo. It got messy. Yeah, we're still in Cairo, so Max is driving on with his new security detail. And of course, Diana and Steve, Steve are in the car passing along the way. They do like a Yui, they buy the car off this uh, taxi driver, mm-hmm. and they chase after, and Diana like rolls up to the window and goes, stop that. Yeah. And uh, Petro Pascal wants to ram them like off the, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. ram them off the road and kill them, and we get a not a very good chase scene. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's rough. <laughs> uh, Diana uh, tears away what she's wearing to reveal the Wonder Woman <laughs> costume, and then does a very bad CGI run, run. next to the car, mm-hmm. uh, like actor being pulled by wires, yeah, or run. on the car like shifting their shoulders. Yeah, it, it mm. is. It is not good. No. Um, and I mean, it's it, there's ramming, there's shooting. She gets injured. A guy's body is put in mortal peril yeah. many times uh, mm-hmm. via bullets or him jumping yeah. around. And there's less sewing. There's flipping. Uh, but the the main thing is that mm-hmm. Diana gets grazed by a bullet yeah. and realize like that's the first time she's ever been hit by a bullet. Like Which, she, ouch. Like she can, <laughs> yeah, she can get ouched now, and she doesn't. Uh, she's shocked by that. Mm-hmm. She seems to be getting weaker. Um, but then the best part of this scene, they're driving up and Pedro Pascal's like, get them out of my way. And then we see the poor children playing in the middle of the highway. Yes. 
And it's like, and Steve's like, Diana, kids. And then she lassos a rocket. She lassos a rocket in midair and uh, swoops down, picks up two CGI puppet no, children. They're prop children. Prop children. Yeah, like plastic plastic children. And swings them Spider Man style to safety, uh, but her arm is weak and gives out. Yeah. And so she, she falls right on the kids. <laughs> uh, but luckily they're plastic, yeah, so they're it's children, fine. They're children, they're fine, yeah. And she's like, she, this happens in front of like a little gas station with many people. And and she's like, you two keep this a secret. Everyone's seen you. And no one questions them. They're just like, because the world is falling apart. Yeah. Yeah. Things are going zany. Um, Egypt's been blocked out from all the water. So then. Nile dries up. Diana makes a call from a payphone (laughs) to, to Barbara. Yeah. And. I this is I, I don't know if this is a if, if what this is but it's like I countries are in different time zones. Yes. So when Diana calls and then Barbara's like like I'm pretty sure it's daytime in both shots. Yeah, yeah, no it is daytime in both shots and then they're like I'll see you tomorrow. I've followed all my leads. I met this psychic who might know about the stone. We're going to walk back. I found to a DC. pamphlet. I yeah. <laughs> She goes, I found a pamphlet, and Diana goes, we'll meet you tomorrow morning. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no, 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 but there's a little more exposition than that, because uh, Kristen Wiig is like, oh, I've been I've been doing research, and this stone has appeared whenever things go <laughs> south yeah. for people. Like, the civilizations it, have been doomed. A guy on a Roman coin is holding it, uh, the Mayans were, were had it, yeah. and Diana, being archaeologist detective, is like, oh, all doomed places like and uh, yeah so but then she tracked it down uh, to being mentioned by this i have no idea what purpose he serves i think yeah yeah, i i think he's supposed to be a comic book character Mm. who was i i something had something to do with mayan civilization i i don't know but he shows up very briefly He's portrayed as, like, a New Age retro hippie mm-hmm. in his warehouse next to next to something records, mm. which was, they keep emphasizing, like, they yeah. wanted you to see that. I'm assuming that was a DC thing, but mm. I don't know. I wouldn't know. Um, but his name is Baba Zizek, and uh, he's the last remaining descendant of the Mayan civilization, I guess. And he's like, oh yeah, that stone is bad news. I have some texts on it. Gal Gadot flips through this book because she knows all world languages, apparently. And then she's shocked (gasps) to to discover... the Duke of Deceit. It's the Duke of Deception, (laughs) a god of lies and tricks. (laughs) And they're trying to rationalize this, like Barbara's like, that can't be... Well, Uh, they find like, oh, there's two things we could do, either... Destroy the stone, mm-hmm. aka shoot Pedro Pascal. Yes, <laughs> murder him, or you just have to give up your wish. You have to rescind your wish. Like everyone has yeah. to. Yeah, um, and then Barb and Gal Gadot are going through these things, like, mm, but no, well, there has to be another way. <laughs> like, mm, I don't. Yeah, I can't give up being cool. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't it, give up my my boyfriend and another body. How could getting what you wish for be bad? Yeah. And yeah, it, it it's a very on the nose thing. Uh, Barbara disappears from the scene. Uh, Baba Gigi didn't notice her. He also doesn't see anything else. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. uh, uh, but like the, the the main thing is that Diane and Steve have to stop. 
they have to find and stop uh max max um and max is going through it he's wishes are taking a toll on him he's going a little crazy he goes and like one of his clients his workers goes uh alistair's here and he goes that fucking kid again (laughs) i can't stand him and we see it from outside the window get up and run yeah and it's it's like he's he's sitting with like a a pastor like a a televangelist and he's like uh do you think when you go to your like uh touch a lot of people (laughs) you can touch a lot of people can you get them to say i wish instead of i pray Mm -hmm. and it's not working Mm -hmm. um he's getting stressed he's getting sick um so he decides that he's going to to trick one of his people into wishing that he yeah. could meet the president. And he's using up all his, like, near clientele's wishes. Yeah. Like, did I use you yesterday? Yeah. Yes, sir. Which is funny. Like, yeah. it's a clever like, little... that's fine. Mo- like, I get that. It's... But it's... But we could have yeah. done more with, like, practical effects here. Like, maybe he looks older, he's getting older, maybe the body parts are falling off or yeah, something like that. Yeah, something. Like, yeah. We could have had something funny here, because all we got is, like, ooh, my ear bleed, no good. <laughs> all my holes are <laughs> so it's it's like I, I i i don't know but it's just that he's looking he's looking sickly he's yeah. looking like he had a bad white mm-hmm. castle needle yes. and it's like um so uh yeah he's he's going on a but there it was part of this whole thing where he's going on like a wishing spree um and dc is descending into chaos mm-hmm. as is presumably the rest of the world yeah. the economy is in trouble people are wishing for, for big, cows, pizzas. Yeah, big pizzas <laughs> yeah like i said dan hold my hands i say i wish i had a big dick i wish you had a big dick it's <laughs> like yeah, everyone's wishing for big dicks <laughs> so it's it's uh, yeah so and it's and then they you wish for a bigger dick and then you crash your car <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's exactly. like but I, I wish somehow, for nacho cheese, but I didn't get nachos. I wish for only nachos, but I have no cheese. <laughs> but he took all of my cheese. So it's either way, it's a complete pandemonium. <laughs> Dogs and cats living together, etc. So they uh, Gal Gadot returns to her apartment. Yeah, they just they make a pit stop there for like research and to get backstory on this armor in the corner that's just shrouded. Well, because uh, Wonder Woman has like a little safety like public safety observation room mm-hmm. with a lot with five tvs and like, two maps that show yeah. real-time camera footage of the <laughs> other sets so uh and and she points out that she has like the armor in the corner yeah. which is uh it belonged to an ancient uh amazonian uh, what would you say asteria yeah her name? no that's that's correct okay um, but Asteria held back the masses of of, mm-hmm. of human warriors when the Amazons were banished or fleeing to Themyscira, mm-hmm. uh, but she stayed behind. She had golden armor yeah. built from all of the other I mean, Amazons. it's a cool design, but we never see it. Yeah. We see it like two things that was in all the marketing, too, so I thought we'd be seeing this a little bit more. Yeah, again, that's why it's, why it's weird. It's like yeah. purely for the... And this is a nitpick mm-hmm. on my part, but... In the DC universe, you have Hawkman and Hawkgirl. Mm-hmm. You have Thanagarians. You have their whole thing is that they have wings. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted a line that was like, "Oh yeah, visitors from another world gave us this technology, showed us how to fashion things." Like mm-hmm. that's all I wanted. I didn't get it. Nope. <laughs> I didn't get it. But <laughs> you can't always get what you want. Maybe uh, if you would have wished, I can't for it. always get what I <laughs> wish for. So. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, you wish for that, but who do you hate gets the Star Wars franchise and runs it further into the ground? <laughs> I, uh, at this point, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't think that person exists. So, yeah. 
<laughs> the joke's on you. Damn. So, um, but uh, Maxwell meets the president. He kind of, uh, he's like, you know, what do you wish for? And the president... More nukes. <laughs> who is, nukes. is just generic yeah. president man. He's I didn't not... recognize him. Not Jonathan Price. It's sad that Cobra got a bigger president get than yeah, Wonder Woman. It, uh, that's true, but it, it's not it's not like a Reagan parallel. No. It's not Nixon. It's not anyone. It's just like a generic president man, mm. and he wishes for uh, that they had as many nukes as they possibly could have closer to like the Russian border, so that they could you know they just want a leg up on the USSR. Yes. Um, and it, uh, uh, Max grants that wish, but in exchange, he wants, like, all the power of the president. Uh, and there's a handful of aides in the room who are like, what? <laughs> you know, but it works. He gets all the authority of the president. Um, and then he notices that the president was receiving a briefing on a, uh, telecommunications satellite project <laughs> that can use the particles, uh, to beam messages into all electronic devices with a screen yes. so you can it interrupts all all electronic devices will start broadcasting this message and you're saying i could touch everyone well technically it could be considered touching yeah don't you wish it was yeah. like touching and then the guy says i wish it was like touching mm -hmm. so then it it the metaphor uh works um so uh, and at this point, I checked how much of the movie's left, and there's 43 minutes <laughs> yes. still, which I couldn't believe. I said that and I, Dan was joking. I was like, "Oh, it's not that long." Like, "Oh, there's an hour and a half left. We're halfway through." Yeah, and then it got like five minutes later. I said, "Surely it must be done by now." <laughs> you were wasting away like Wonder Woman <laughs> was so. until one moment coming up <laughs> revived me. Uh, so uh, uh, Wonder Woman and Steve arrive at the, the White, White House. House, and there's this whole fight. There's a whole fight where she's lassoing tables and chairs. And, Lots of lassoing. And flicking her lasso, dodging bullets, getting uh, shot. Um, they shoot her one time, like, five times in a row. Yeah, they shoot her. She gets shot in, like, the shoulder yeah. again. And then, uh, like, she's making kind of short work of the, the guards who are all protecting uh, Max. Max now. Uh, but then Barbara shows up, and she's bad Barbara now. <laughs> she's dressed in a cheetah she's print Barbara, please. Yeah. outfit. Um, yeah. She's got super strength. Mm -hmm. She fights uh, easily, overpowers Wonder Woman. Who's weakened? Uh, yeah. Because like you know, and Wonder Woman's like Barbara. You wish to be cool, but what did it cost <laughs> you? Yeah, you're a bitch now. And then she's like, "Well, what about you? What about what did your wish?" Which take? I was like, "All right, yeah. that that was a good line. I guess every movie has one." And, and Diana's like, mm. "Yeah." So, <laughs> it's, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so they're, they're going, they, you know, Barbara is like, I want to stay like this, you don't go near Maxwell Lord ever again, like, you're gonna let him do whatever he needs to do so that I can stay like this. Mm -hmm. And then she hops aboard the presidential helicopter that Maxwell Lord yeah. had absconded with, because mm -hmm. they're going to the satellite place. Yes. Um... So then they're uh, going down downtown and everything's yeah. happening. Cars are dogs are driving cars. Yeah, there's like people are walking on their hands. Uh, it's yeah. just like an amalgamation of everything. Like someone's like you said doesn't have a hose attached. There's like children <laughs> around children with covered with blankets. <laughs> people with megaphones. Well, no, but there's there's one shot of two firefighters running with a hose and then it's 
they there's another shot of firefighters running with a hose that's not connected to anything <laughs> so it's like did they did they forget that in yeah. the editing and but, the adr lines are like chaos it's absolute chaos and, and, and it's it's just like i i don't but it's very controlled chaos. Like, it's yeah. not... Yeah, like, like if everyone just, just calmed down, we could orderly take care of everything. Like, all it is is a bunch of people shouting and there's garbage everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're not doing anything no, yet. Yeah. It's just like, like, I overturned a bench <laughs> yeah. and then it's like, oh my god, this, this society is falling apart. Yeah. And uh, Steve is like, Diana, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> renounce your wish. You know what you gotta do. <laughs> And no, uh, I, I can't let you <laughs> no. go again. And the one tear Gal Gadot squeezes out of her eye. And, and Steve is like, I'm already gone, baby. I'm already gone. <laughs> yeah. So I'll never love again. Uh, no, you will. It's a big world with uh, many beautiful things. Yeah. We got to remember. So uh, Diana painfully lassoes a plane. Well, yeah, she runs away. She yeah. renounces her wish out yeah. loud. Uh, lassoes a plane. <laughs> Then lassos her own lasso yeah. and keeps swinging through the <laughs> yeah, air. <laughs> the she said, I could fly for a really long time. And this scene occurs for a really long time. And all she's doing is stumbling through the clouds thinking of like, it's just the wind and going with the flow. And it happens for an extreme. Like I had clicked, yeah. again, clicked again. I said, there's 31 minutes left still. Yeah. It, she's falling with style. Yes. Because I, in general, Wonder Woman can fly. Yeah. But it, the version, this version in the DCU has not had that ability mm -hmm. so she is literally just falling gracefully yeah because there's parts in future movies where she flight would have come in handy but mm -hmm. she doesn't fly mm -hmm. so it's still just jumping and then falling back down yeah. uh but oh everything's going crazy it's coming. cheetah's on the plane with max and she goes you know i'll do anything to keep my wish i want to become the apex predator like i don't want to be like anyone else yeah. i i want to be special i, I want to be, be like, in an android weber musical uh, yeah and and maxwell lord does this thing where he's like well it's supposed to be one wish per person but yeah, i okay. give the wishes yeah. out so, so you're <laughs> okay i guess and yeah so she gets to be an apex predator but it doesn't happen all i would ask is that Kristen wig like we cut from that scene and we don't see her again until she's in yeah. cheetah mode mm -hmm. like we like don't maybe we get a transformation scene going on there but it doesn't have because no. they they couldn't afford it i don't know no. but like they they uh they arrive at stupid satellite island oh it's coming and um maxwell lord like takes over this system that is there it again it uses the particles he pulls an eggman Yes. Uh, he, he steps in front of, like, the podium that's reserved for, like, presidential addresses, and this message is beamed to every television in the world. TV, iPod, Zune, whatever they had back then. <laughs> including to countries that don't speak English. Yes! Well, we're not going to think about that. Well, maybe it's instantly <laughs> subtitled around the world. Uh, maybe it's I magic. Think, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Maybe true. it's Maybelline. Yeah, I don't um, know. So yeah. he, uh, you oh. know, he asks everyone, like, just say your wish out loud, and I'll hear you. <laughs> do you? Do you want to recount what well, we, we're going to we do, do? We're going to do it together. <laughs> yeah. We're going to reenact a scene. Are we ready? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, like, the announcement's been made. Picture it. We're in England, London, somewhere, mm -hmm. working at a chippery or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> And Dan and I are in a fight. Well, I wish you Irish bastards would go off where you belong. And I wish you drop dead. Ooh. <laughs> you fall over. I had to stop the film. Yeah, you were stunned. I had never seen anything. The movie was worth it just for that one scene. Yeah. 
Because it's us. <laughs> and I could have sworn that it went on longer than mm. that. Like, I don't know if, like, this is a different cut that was put up after, mm. like, the theatrical run ended. Mm. But in the cut that I remember, because I kept motioning to you that the joke wasn't over yeah. yet. But I, I'm pretty sure there's extra footage where she comes back to okay. life, he's happy. All right. But there's also a thing where, like, he sees, like, the British equivalent of, like, the deportation mm-hmm. people coming. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe they cut that because it was too stupid, yeah. so I, I, I don't I know. I just but... love this because in the background you see one little old lady trying to resuscitate her on the yeah. floor. <laughs> but but everywhere, everyone's making wishes. Yeah, like, wishes. I, wish I was famous, blah, 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 blah. Even young Alistair's making a wish that doesn't get granted. It doesn't get granted. Yeah. Uh, but, like, everyone's wishing, like, I wish to be a billionaire, I wish to be... And when you listen to the audio track through this scene, because this was, like, a second viewing thing, because I wouldn't have fucking... I was tuned out the first time I watched this, but there's all these, like, there's multiple wishes that are just, like, weird voices. Like, there's one where, I wish everyone would despair, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> that? And, like, it was like a, it was like a Nightmare Before Christmas voice, <laughs> and then there was, like, the same voice is like, I wish my dad would drop dead. Like, it, and it's just, like... They're layered over I each other. I wish Gino was in Smash. I wish Gino wasn't in Smash. <laughs> and then, like, Sakurai yeah, splits into the <laughs> I wish I would get good. <laughs> but it all, the whole world is going to chaos because everyone's getting... Well, mo- people near a TV are getting their wishes yeah. granted, as yeah. far as we know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Diana has her golden wings out and flies to this secret fake plastic island base. Yes, <laughs> with plastic plants, yeah. aplenty. Yeah. Um, and she she makes short work of the guards because her powers have returned. Um, but suddenly, in the dark distance, <laughs> we see a cheetah, <laughs> and. Uh, it's CGI cheetah. It's not as bad as people hyped it up to be. It's bad, mm-hmm. but we've seen cats. Yeah, and yeah. and unlike as people have pointed out, unlike cats, cheetah is intentionally scary. She's supposed to be well, not scary. Uh, yeah. She's supposed to be discomforting. Like it's I, supposed to be like yeah, eerie. I didn't, I didn't get that. But the effect is yeah. because it's still. It, it looks like Kristen Wiig dressed as is, Chitara yeah. from Thundercats. Yeah. Like that's or she's uh, auditioning for Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser. <laughs> yeah, and it's and that's not how Cheetah is always done. Like it's it's not like when she was in the the Justice League cartoon, she literally just looked like a cat person. Mm-hmm. And then the other versions have been like her face will take on like you know cat ish features, but mm-hmm. it'll you know it'll, it, it varies how grotesque or cat-ish she is but they yeah. they did this here uh they have a a lengthy fight which isn't good no it's like a Cirque du Soleil act yeah they spend a lot of time swinging, swinging from ropes yeah. <laughs> did a lot of uh, a silk work up there <laughs> um yeah they're spinning around yeah. it's a it's a dance it's yeah. a they it's not threatening like she beats up the armor a bit there's not really any blood or anything yeah and diana drops the wings anyway and and then uh, in the midst of the chaos these power lines get cut (laughs) and fall into the pool of plastic stuff and uh diana and uh, barbara fall into it um and though diana tries to talk barbara down uh, barbara refuses to relent the power line drops into the water Mm -hmm. and shocks cheetah uh knocking her out yes uh but Diana is fine because 
she's the daughter of Zeus. She's not affected by electricity. Mm-hmm. Um, but Barbara is a is a hurt cat. She yeah. is unconscious. She's okay, but she's yeah. unconscious. Because mm-hmm. uh, I thought she was dead. I was like, uh, oh, okay. Cheetahs can survive. Yeah. Electric shocks underwater. Of a transformer that's mm-hmm. powering a satellite base. Uh, so she... Um, yeah, so she's dealt with... Uh, uh, Diana runs into the <laughs> evil lair. Which is just full of wind. Wind machines are out now. Lots of wind. Yeah. Uh, like, you Her know... lasso doesn't connect. <laughs> yeah, she, like, begs Maxwell to stop. And he's like, no, I won't grant that wish. <laughs> just, <laughs> like, but he's enjoying... Pedro Pascal's enjoying it. Yeah, he's hamming it up. He's hamming it up. He's having fun. what you could do. So, Diana destroys the TV camera, but he's like, at this point, it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. And he steps into the particle beam, yeah. and, like, everyone's already made enough wishes. Like, it, and there was a thing in a previous scene where... Well, two things that I, I forgot to mention. Mm. On the plane... He acknowledges that his health is failing because the like the stone had ways of of managing its power, mm-hmm. but he can't. Yeah, so he'll wish for organ by organ if he can to survive. Yeah, he'll like the answer is always more is yeah. what he says. And then, and then in this part, there was like a mon- like in the big stupid Irish person montage, there was like, and I'll take your heart and your lungs. Dan can say that yeah. as a big stupid Irish person. Yes. Just so you know. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> y- you know, and then it like, he's like, I wish for your life force and your energy and your youth and your vitality and, it, and it's like all that. Uh, but he steps into the particle beam. Uh, Diana cannot get close to him, but uh, something happens. Uh She's she's like talking to him, like begging him, please stop the wish, like stop this, take rescind your wish, and he's like, no, no, uh, yeah. but I, then, but she's like giving him all like, like think about the world and like its imperfections and shit, like that's what makes life worth living. We can't have everything we wish for, and something strange happens in this scene, mm-hmm. and it it wouldn't have been noticed by a lot of folks, um, but it's weird mm-hmm. when she's making this speech. The song A Beautiful oh, Lie, okay. which was used in the opening of Batman v Superman, starts playing. In the context of that movie, because Batman v Superman begins with Bruce, like, remembering the murder of his parents, mm-hmm. and his whole thing was that the world is fallible, the world is bad, and if the beautiful lie that protects you from the rest of the world is destroyed, like, you you fall. Yes. You, you are exposed to it. The world is not good or beautiful. It is. A, it's all a lie. So to use that song for this is strange. But it had the word beautiful and lie in it. They needed to save some money somewhere, Dan. They needed to save money somewhere. Uh, but outside, the situation is escalating. Russia launches all of its nukes. Alistair just wants his daddy. Uh, yeah, he's running through the... Chaos-stricken yeah. highways. Yeah. USA launches its nukes. Mm-hmm. Everyone's launching their nukes. Uh, so the world is about to end. And then Diana's speech keeps going. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, y- you gotta, you can't have... You can't take shortcuts. <laughs> you can't take shortcuts. You can't do this. You gotta accept life and its faults. And... He's like, I don't. I'm not listening to you. And he's like, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to everyone. You're and, using the universal language of Wonder Woman. Yeah. Well, because the lasso of truth, yeah. uh, as TV tropes pointed out, 
we get one we got one prior scene of dialogue when Wonder Woman gives uh Steve the flashback about the Amazon woman mm. that the lasso can reveal the truth it can show the truth mm-hmm. instead of just yes. making you tell it mm-hmm. so we have to assume that the lasso amplified showed, yeah. through his powers mm-hmm. not only showed everyone the truth but made them more inclined to agree with it mm-hmm. so if a guy somewhere had wished for a big titty goth girlfriend <laughs> The lasso would have shown him the error of his ways, <laughs> and then he, like, it would have, and it only makes the scene marginally less stupid, mm-hmm. knowing that magic influenced everyone to renounce their yeah. wish. Yes. Because it is a mind-boggling, like, people were probably wishing relatives back to life, mm-hmm. people were wishing kids back to life, and yeah. then, you gotta renounce it, you gotta, yeah. you gotta say, like, mm-hmm. I don't want this anymore. Yes. But Gino the, and Smash was too powerful. He's OP. He's too OP. But the 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 lasso would have had an influence in forcing people to be good. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, it, it, I, I, Irish guy is safe. Is <laughs> everyone comes doesn't come back on this version? <laughs> doesn't come back in this version. But like everyone starts renouncing their wishes. Yeah. Uh, the. Like, we get a, a stock footage montage of smoke being sucked back into chimneys <laughs> and people uh, cleaning. I don't know. <laughs> it was like uh, the the missiles explode in the air. <laughs> the meatball I was choking on comes out of my throat. <laughs> the pizza comes out of our stomachs. Yeah. <laughs> the nacho goes on the cheese. The cheese goes on the nacho. It reverses the shot of just, yeah. Um... So the world begins renouncing their wishes. Yeah. And uh, uh, Max calls out for Alistair. Yeah, because yeah. he can't, he can see him, yeah. but he's in, he's in danger, yeah, he's he thinks. In child danger. So uh, <laughs> Maxwell, like, leaves to and go. It's immediately him. back. Yeah. <laughs> DC. Immediately arrives back in DC. Through, via helicopter. He doesn't teleport there. He just, no. he's yeah. on a helicopter. And he finds Alistair and he's like, my boy, yeah. I, I'm sorry, I'm a loser. He's like, you're not a loser. You're my dad. And then. He does, there's no yeah, consequences, no, so because everyone forgets, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's never really said. It's either. not. Yeah, it's not. No. So we don't know. Yeah. That's that. The only thing that can fill that in is what the production staff says. Um, but there's nothing in the movie to imply that anyone's going to forget this. So <sighs> if like a dude wished that his wife stopped existing and yeah. then she snaps back into existence, mm-hmm. like it's going to lead to to some difficult conversations yes. the next day. I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. You really wished I dropped dead, huh, Dan? (laughs) As people have pointed out, like, Batman would have briefly probably had his parents back, Mm -hmm. and then wished them gone again, and it, it, it's weird. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like, that, that, so. Well, that's okay, because it ends (sighs) on a Hallmark movie. Yeah, it, it flashes to Christmas. Uh, Gal Gadot is out walking at a Christmas fair. Watching children gets a snowball pelted at her, and she's like, it's fine, I'm Gal Gadot. Everyone's happy. Man whose body had been possessed shows up because mm-hmm. the, the scarf is visible, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, I was just saying optimistic things out loud." Yeah, things are cool, right? She's like, "I like your outfit," a- and he's like, "Thank you." Yeah. I, I, I like your face. I, 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 like I don't even remember what he said. Yeah, he's so like, it's, "Snow is fine." It's nice. There are beautiful things. Yeah. And she's like, "Yes, there are beautiful things." And then we get like the flashback <laughs> to her beginning, like. 
and thinking and thinking or something like always thinking about a lot of things and then a balloon <laughs> yeah. that looks like it was from the the macy's ad? yes yes that's what i balloon. thought it yeah. was like that's what that's the first thing that came to mind was like oh like the macy's commercial and then it flies up and the movie ends well there's one more thing but yeah uh, uh, so in a street somewhere at a different time <laughs> Uh, a mysterious woman saves a baby from getting crushed by, like, a telephone pole. Mm. Um, like, she lifts up her arm, we see that she has, like, a gold, uh, bracer on, mm-hmm. like Wonder Woman. And, uh, the lady whose baby she saved is like, ma'am, how, how did you do that? And it's, she it turns, it's, it's part of my culture. It's Linda Carter, <laughs> uh, the original Wonder Woman, and the, uh, Amestria, the, whatever, the... Yeah. A mistress, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she's like, I've been doing this for a while, Jonathan wink at the camera. <laughs> and then it's over. <laughs> Finally. Hey, if it makes you feel better, this episode is slightly shorter than the movie. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Only slightly, though, we're at two hours and 30 minutes. <laughs> um, so, I'll try to streamline this. Yes. Like, what, what could this movie have done without changing like the cast of characters oh, that they God. wanted to use besides Steve Tre- Steve Trevor does not need to be in okay. here um like i said love story between cheetah and wonder woman i agree that would have been better i said pick a theme or a vibe to the 80s if mm-hmm. you want to make it fun and quirky comedy make it that mm-hmm. um Maybe make the wish thing a little bit mean more because we had nuclear warfare here but it didn't feel like it had any weight to it yes so maybe a darker, grittier tone would suit that more. Make it shorter. Mm-hmm. Cut a lot. We don't need that backstory moral, especially since it doesn't serve anything mm-hmm. in the purpose of the the film. Mm-hmm. We get that it's the 80s. Show, don't tell. Yes. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of things I could have done differently with this film. <laughs> um, Make it more practical and gritty when they're fighting. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, the, the the concept that I thought of, and I've tried to put as much thought of it as the mental energy will allow here, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, Maxwell Lord doesn't have any specific powers in the comics, like, mm-hmm. he gets, he gets, like, telepathy from something, but that's way later after his character is introduced, like, he, it was like a wave of, of people getting pet powers randomly, but mm-hmm. he's mostly just a, a corrupt businessman. Um, so, uh, the thing that I thought of was, okay, it's, it's the 80s, uh, it's a conflict where Wonder Woman cannot be revealed to the public, so it can't, like, reveal her to the world, mm-hmm. um, she's still gotta be cynical, pre-Justice League, pre-Batman v Superman, so, you have her working as an archaeologist, it's the 80s, you, you do something in the opening of, of, uh, Keep most of the opening the same. You can even still keep the stupid triathlon. You can keep the mall fight scene. Mm. Uh, But then, um, sort of like Indiana Jones, she gets uh, sent by the museum to go investigate some ruins. And finds this citrine stone. Uh, No, no, I'm not not even using the citrine stone. Uh, Instead, she goes to a country uh, that because it's the Cold War, is being used as a proxy conflict between mm. the United States and Russia. Mm-hmm. So it's in, like, this uneasy tension. The ruins are, like, in this boundary zone mm-hmm. that is, you know, delicate to handle. Mm-hmm. So she gets there. She's teamed up with uh, Barbara, who was there on, like, as part of this archaeology expedition. Mm-hmm. The two of them 
have some romance. They start falling for each other. Mm -hmm. Maybe through some goofy adventure scenes, Barbara finds out that Wonder Woman, well, that Diana is an Amazon. And being a history nerd, she's like, oh my god, like... Mm -hmm. I've read about you. I didn't think you were true. Yeah, like, the Amazonians are real, the gods are real, and you're here. Like, you can save the world. You Mm -hmm. can stop the... the, You can stop the U.S. and the USSR from hurting people. You Mm -hmm. can do all of this. And Wonder Woman's like, no, I pledged to not get involved. Mm -hmm. So Barbara becomes disillusioned. She screws around with something in the ruins Mm -hmm. and, like... Becomes Cheetah. Okay. And while all this is happening, Maxwell Lord is trying to engineer the two sides fighting each other Mm. to manufacture a war. And maybe, like, at one point, Wonder Woman does something to slightly, like, you know, like, stop the conflict. Mm -hmm. But they want to use the cheating as bad moral, so it's like, you can't solve problems between people by having a god intervene and force it. Yes. It has to be people coming together and solving the problem or else it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So then that that gets escalated into a big, you know, nuclear brinksmanship, big stupid fight scene. Yes. But you you know, yeah. In in a in a in a more concise manner. Yeah. That's what I that's what it I can't. Sounds up like with. a better movie. But where's the invisible jet fit in? <laughs> I, it, I, I to... Can she find that just underground? It's been misplaced. My God, anyway. it's an invisible jet. <laughs> She could probably fly there in and like she just has an invisible yeah. jet, like a stealth bomber or mm-hmm. something. Like that's that like it, you know. But yeah. I, 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 it's also exhausting. So. It is, but yeah. But we've did it, Dan. That's Wonder Woman eighty four. Oh my gosh, I lost a lot of my life. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if only I could wish to... for the time back. Yeah, it cost a lot, <sighs> um, but. Again, for the purposes of Sinister Six, I yeah. was happy to do this. Yeah, it's their superhero movies tend to be our longest episodes, though. Yeah, because well, I have a lot to say. And thank well, you for listening. That much is clear, Dan. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, you know, we are grateful. I'm grateful to you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for putting up with this. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was my the hammer that I dropped for Sinister Six. I will be rescinding it and <sighs> going back to conventional stupid movies next time. All right. <laughs> Well, with that, why don't we bid this episode adieu? Mm-hmm. Uh, where can the audience find you and us on social media, Dan? Uh, they can find me at uh, King underscore Danis on Instagram. Uh, and our anime was not a mistake podcast Facebook page. Mm, you can find me, Jonathan Gwykowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram and the TikTok. And you can follow my other podcast, Oh, and Drink and Read JK on Twitter. And my other podcasts include Nightcaps at the Theater, where me and a couple friends get a little drizzy drunk. And then if reading's more your forte, feel free to follow the podcast Drink and Read along with this one. We know we love movies and sharing anime adjacent things with you all. So feel free to follow us here. Um, and the movies don't stop. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Next week we continue with our second year of Animasterpiece mm-hmm. because it's May and May is a time for movies, mm-hmm. as is tradition. And uh, I hope you're into Japanese folk horror mm-hmm. because we will be starting a double feature, a science fiction double feature, mm-hmm. uh, brought to us by the director Kaneto Shindo. Okay, and we will be watching the classic film, the first of his two folk horror films, Onibaba. I have been seeing things for this. I, w- uh, I would. It's I, one of my I'm excited. I love this director. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm fi- happy to finally see I it. I could be so. the old crone and you can be the nubile young lady. <laughs> I could be the cheetah. How yeah. about that? <laughs> oh, there. We're going to end the episode there. Okay. It's been long enough. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Uh, meow. <laughs> <laughs>
What? You survived? Anime was not a mistake spin-off series? The Sinister Six? Well, there's always next time. <laughs> As you wait with bated breath, remember to rate, review, subscribe, where most podcasts are easily found, including Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, and more. Remember, boils and ghouls, if you enjoyed the hosting by me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, stand-in cryptkeeper, and the Igor of my eye, Daniel Ryan, support us on social media. And last, but certainly not least, remember to reach out to us on Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod on Instagram, or follow Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast on Facebook. This way, we can continue to make our anime-based dreams come true, and your nightmares a reality. Until we meet again, remember to constantly ask yourself, is anime a mistake? We know for certain that any film with the Sinister Six misnomer is destined for depravity.